0: I'm going to brew some coffee real quick.
1: Okay. <laughs> Is that bags, what so... they're calling it these days? Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I'm calling
0: it. <laughs> okay, i going
1: to go use my Keurig. Oh, okay. Okay. K-cup, if you will.
0: Yeah, i put some sugar in it, too. <laughs>
2: Cinema, where we discuss new and lesser-known films in detail so there will be spoilers. I'm Kevin. I'm Steve.
0: I'm Nate. And I'm Tom.
3: Hey. See it's just the other guys that are fucking us up. I know. Not That's here what I figured. I knew it. And I didn't
1: mess it up
2: either. Pat- Patrick and uh, Patrick uh, Brian and... are taking a holiday vacation. Yes. Pay time off. Yes right? well um, <laughs> I think Patrick's taking a vacation uh, or a holiday vacation. Brian's some kind of wedding or something to plan, yeah. I don't know. yeah. Um, in
0: a year or so,
2: and <laughs> yeah, sometime in the fall, what the hell? In
0: Eddie. the season before autumn, <laughs> <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds familiar. Dogman, that is when things start happening. So. That is when they start. I'm seriously thinking about doing Dogman, too. <laughs> yeah.
3: uh, wrath of the Litter.
1: Yeah, the problem is Dogman 2 has a higher rating on IMDb. I'm worried that it might actually be good. And I just don't even want to... It would be like watching Troll
2: instead of watching Troll 2. I just don't want right, to... Right, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to taint it. So anyway, uh, on this podcast, um, because I can't get enough 80s uh, and and... You guys are always so kind whenever I pick a, a <laughs> movie from my childhood. No, You're I, hoping to break the streak.
0: This was not the movie to choose. <laughs> no. What the no. hell were you doing? Yeah. <laughs> this movie's from your childhood? No. Well, actually, it kind of
2: is. I, not childhood. It's this my, is his bedtime story every it's night. From my teenage years. Um, so uh, I had actually been thinking about this movie. It's a 1982 horror movie called Pieces. Uh, and it kind of got me on the trail of do B horror flicks. So the the underlying theme uh, for this podcast is is B movies, B horror movies. And a group of us in high school used to get together back when you could go to the video store and you know cock your head sideways and figure out what you're going to do on a Friday night as you read through <laughs> uh, all the the VHS tapes on the wall. Um, and I can remember this is one of the ones that we had watched. And it'd be a group of us that would get there and just have a blast making fun of the movie or laughing with the movie um and i hadn't seen this since i was about 15 years old so uh Ah, now i know why you like the movie so much you were 15 (laughs) oh
3: yeah (laughs) makes perfect
2: (laughs) sense there's movies in this so yeah as a 15 year old boy um i I liked it and there and it wasn't just guys there was it was a group of of boys and girls that would get together and watch this but it wasn't uh as i'm sure we'll talk about it, it it wasn't excessive boobies you know and the more like less boobies uh, question it doesn't need more boobies
1: that's that's true it doesn't need <laughs> more <laughs>
2: I'll go with you on that one um so uh before i ask you guys your opinions this, this is uh a psychological thriller? No. no. It's a slasher. A psychotic thriller? Yeah. Slasher. It's, a slasher. Yeah, it's okay. a slasher. It's a slasher, through and through, through, and through. Chainsaw
1: nothing else.
2: Yeah, It's just a hack and slash kind of... So uh, a little boy, the, the movie opens up where a little boy is putting together a jigsaw <laughs> puzzle that apparently was his father's, um, and it's a jigsaw puzzle of a, a naked woman.
1: A family heirloom. It had been handed down. <laughs>
2: The mother comes in.
0: Generation and, to generation. Generation to generation.
2: Right, as he's getting ready to to put in the piece that was the her vagina.
4: Uh, vagina.
2: And the mom freaks out. And I mean freaks out to the point where she genuinely says, I will kill you to the little boy.
0: Um, yeah, she doesn't look Carrie's mom. Freak out. Yeah. yeah yes.
2: it's, it's bad. So I, I think part of his problem is hereditary. Yeah. <laughs> nature over nurture or maybe a little bit of both in yeah. our case
1: i i think you're trying to find meaning
2: in this film kevin and i
1: think okay. you're not going
2: to right. like. reel me in if i get too far down that path uh, <laughs> so the the mom uh chastises the boy for looking at naked women when he was uh, eight or nine yeah i'd guess somewhere in that range so as, as most little eight or nine year old boys do he throws a temper tantrum and axes his and mom in the head kills her right yeah <laughs> and then it's, <laughs> that's yeah. why i didn't have boys <laughs> yeah, that's why uh and then he's still smart enough to hide in the closet and blame it on somebody else yeah uh when the cops he's precocious out. yeah
0: he's precocious
2: so
1: that is that is the smartest piece of writing in this film that <laughs> it really film. is
2: yeah yeah probably uh and then it fast forwards 40 years uh to
0: 25
2: was it 25
0: yeah it's the title says so 25 years later but it looks like the next Tuesday, so
1: we understand the confusion. <laughs> I thought about that afterwards.
0: They don't... <laughs> Although that doesn't make sense, does it? No, it makes no sense. Yeah. That would make the Dean like 35.
3: Right. Yeah, And he is not nah. 35. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> if he is, he has seen some oh, shit. Spoiler, I, I I mean, yeah. The, yeah, I was just about to say the unknown anyway. stalker. Yeah.
2: Uh, and then he apparently, because somebody ran into a mirror somewhere, that gave yeah, him a flashback. Of his mom smashing the mirror, and that's what kickstarted his next murder frenzy. Oh, what's oh. going on? Okay. Sure. Oh, okay. I missed that.
1: Huh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, it wow, wow, Kevin, no. um, you really dug into this. Okay, I, I take back my. You're putting too much <laughs> money into it. I think we need more of your analysis. Kevin actually wrote a thirty-page paper analyzing the characters in this.
2: I did. Uh, it's getting reviewed right now. Um, so, uh, that's... I can't
0: hear Kevin very well. By the way,
2: can you hear him, well, Nate? Oh yeah, I like can. Mic, he, he, he got quiet a fell. second ago. Sorry, I my can, mic was in my crotch. <laughs> Hang on a second. Now okay. if Kevin, like normal, up, spoke out of his crotch. Oh, no. I Fine. But... I was talking out of my ass like I usually do. Um, <laughs> so anyway, we'll, uh, we'll get into the the bits and pieces, I'm sure. Right. Yeah, uh, oh but uh, he you. goes around hacking uh, co-eds, women to yeah, piece through. together yeah. a a woman. The perfect woman, right? That was—he's uh, trying to build the same woman in the puzzle. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Why um, not? And well, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of things you could go. What the hell were they thinking? Or why did they do this? So let me just—I <laughs> I should have waited a month and picked this. Yeah. The, oh the, yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would have yeah. gotten straight A's. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Tom, how would you review this film?
0: Okay, so I, I was really. Uh, anxious about this because it's an unrated european slasher film and uh it it actually turned out like violence wise turned out not to be that bad but uh it's all
3: so fake that it does nothing really feels
0: and he does run
1: away from time to time
0: yeah apparently apparently they used a lot of actual butcher shop leftovers which is nasty but yeah um as i was telling you guys before we started recording uh I got about halfway through this movie and I was just like, there's something I started. I was recognizing actors and I was like, there's something about this style that's familiar. And I was like, this feels like that pod people movie <laughs> from Mystery Science Theater <laughs> with with the little Trumpy character. Um, so I looked it up and oh, it is okay, fact, yeah. Yep. It's the same yep. same writer, director. Okay. Juan Piqueira Simon JP for sure.
3: So, were some of the actors in this speaking Spanish and some speaking English?
0: Well, it's filmed in Spain.
3: It's filmed in well, Spain. Some were definitely speaking English, right?
0: But right? The, well, the boys like so many, like so many Spanish and Italian productions of the you know 60s, 70s, 80s, they would have actors mouth the English. Oh, okay. like they they would release it in English, but they they were basically hiring non English speaking actors, most right. of them. And uh, so they would dub them one way or the other, but because uh, I was watching yeah. them,
3: and like some on some characters, the, the the mouthing and the the audio would line up, and other characters it didn't yeah. in the same scene. So I was like, <laughs> "What is going on here?" I was really
0: well. Confused. I mean, you'll see the you'll see the same thing in the spaghetti westerns, like the Sergio right. Leone. I mean, yeah, it, okay, it's, it's a lot of the same thing. Um, the problem
1: is you don't notice it as often in Sergio Leone because, you know, you're actually watching a movie. <laughs>
0: yeah, some quality there. Um, right. So uh, I would say about like 20 minutes from the end was when I started really getting frustrated and just like, when will this just end? Yeah. Kind of.
2: Yeah. Um, when he finishes
1: the puzzle, Tom. <laughs> yeah.
2: So he's got, what, six, seven pieces and he's done? How long should that take? <laughs> A head, a torso, two arms, two legs. Oh, and he did the feet, the feet. separately. Yeah. So, okay. Eight pieces. Um,
0: all right. So just just – I'll just – greatest hits my way through this. Um, the, the thing that made me really hate this movie was when I was reading – I mean I hated it already. But the thing that really made me hate it like on a visceral level was afterward when I was reading about it. And I don't know if it's true or not, but that scene where the uh, chainsaw murderer is chasing the topless tennis player.
1: Yeah, I read about that. Yeah.
0: Uh, and in, she's in the bathroom stall, and she pees herself, right? Yeah. Apparently, that was real. Really? Oh, yeah. Because they were using real chainsaws and knives and everything. Like, all that stuff was real. Um, I was going to ask
1: you, Tom, because you've seen a lot of slashers. How much... Because I part of me wa- wonders when I read that on IMDb how much to trust it, right? I know, and how yeah. Much, how much might just be the director trying to create a scary mythos around it, right? Like, he said he, like... And with the final scene where the they clawed the guy's crotch, that he actually got cut. Yeah. Oh, and, and that they used a real knife uh, in the one waterbed scene. You, you know, h- how much of that, you having watched a lot of horror movies, have you done any research into seeing, is there any sense that they are just trying to, like, play up
0: the horror? Uh, that that would be interesting. I know with, like, chainsaws, most of the time they're real. Um, okay. But they don't have chains on them. They have, like, some kind of safety feature. But, uh, right. Yeah, so in, in, I mean I don't know. That that could be true. In that case, I don't have a hard time believing that there was a real chainsaw just like a foot away from this girl. Mm-hmm. But, Yeah. I don't know. Just the idea that they would use that seems really skeevy to me. But yeah. um so there's that uh my favorite part in the movie is probably when uh right after that scene where they find the body and uh the Mission Impossible lady is like "Bastard!" <laughs> you said it like "Bastard!" <laughs> three times like all right that's our Um, oscar moment yeah (laughs) for your consideration
1: i i don't understand Uh, what legitimacy of their birth has to do with anything i really um that was very confusing to me
0: I, i will admit there's one moment in this movie that i genuinely liked and it was right at the end when uh the detective character says something like, oh, I forget what he says. We're always like, see when he, and then he
1: hits the bookcase.
0: Yeah, and it spins around. Yeah, yeah. It's like, ah, oh, like it made me laugh. Yeah. But there's like nothing in this movie that's good. like, <laughs> really. I
2: like it when you give technical responses. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I honestly, I agree with you. It's two minutes into this, I was laughing at it. Yeah. I, and that's, almost the whole time. That's the thing. I... I would have enjoyed
3: this movie a lot if I was watching with somebody. Yeah, yeah because, I
1: really and, wanted somebody, yeah, the was, right person to watch it with. I was yeah.
3: dying laughing. Once, yeah. like, I realized how fake the gore was, it didn't bother me at all. Right. And uh, once I, like, realized it was basically, you know, just scene after scene of some girl finding a way to get herself alone yeah. and then get killed. Yeah. Right? And it it was just like, okay, who's going to die next kind yeah. of thing. I, I thought it was hilarious, you know, because yeah. I just – it was just the like, how are they gonna kill this girl this time? How are they gonna yeah. they're, and and somehow also figure out a way to show her boobies. Right? <laughs> so they, they it's a very delicate balance of getting her alone, but also managing it to get her naked right. in a position where she can't run away and she'll get killed.
1: Yeah, it wasn't right. that so delicate.
0: <laughs> <smoke> <laughs> <in>. <laughs> <laughs> but there's I mean there's a really <laughs> twisted psychology to that, isn't there? I mean, I just finished oh, oh, watching yeah. the, you don't want to I think just finished too watching hard about the it. Entire, yeah, I just finished watching the entire Friday the thirteenth series. Right, um, and there's a really perverse psychology to wanting to see a naked woman and then immediately see her. watching her get brutalized or yeah. sawn in half or butchered, it's like, basically. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, oh, there definitely is. And again, you, I, it's not something you want to think too hard about. Like, why the the writer of this? Yeah. Right, they're trying to figure out ways to you know butcher young naked women.
0: There's a. I'm going to reference Mystery Science Theater again, but there's a Mystery Science Theater episode. Uh, I think it's Werewolf. But uh, toward the end, Mike says, um, you think a lot of horror directors have problems with women? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, this is one of those movies that I could have, I could have really had a lot of fun watching yeah. you know, with people.
1: Well, I think because that's right, what you—that's right what you have to do to approach this movie. Because, like, you—you you right. have to watch it and make to make fun of it. You—you you right. have to do what Kevin talked about. This has to be a at the video store. You're looking for a bad movie. You're looking yeah. for something to make fun of. Because otherwise, if you approach it in, in any other manner other than tearing it down, it is disgusting. This is exploitation. Like, mm. I mean, you—you you said it, Steve. They're just looking for to put women in. Pornographic situations. I mm-hmm. mean, um, some of them are downright. When I watch them, like the the one in the pool, where I'm like, just just swim out of the net. I'm like, all you have to do is go down. Yeah. I'm like, just and it, and it took like a minute and a half, and he's just slowly pulling her in. And I guess she drowned. I don't know. Well,
0: no, because she's watching him come after her with the chainsaw instead of right. like diving back in the pool, and swimming getting back away. in the yeah. pool and swimming
2: away. Yeah, or oh, getting up and net. running away. Yeah, yeah. 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 Leaning up against one of the posts, showing her breasts. Yeah, right. And, and you know, he takes the time, pulls the chainsaw, starts it up, and and walks from like fifteen feet away. And she's, you know, that slow motion. Yeah.
3: No, don't. Well, even in the pool, pulling her with
2: the net to
3: this like. Yeah, it's like a skimming. Go net. down, right? Like, go down underwater. Yeah, We're good. Yeah, you know.
1: So the 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 only way to enjoy watching this movie is to make fun of that viewpoint and how pathetic and disgusting it is. Because if you. Are sitting here thinking about it otherwise you know it's it is it's disturbing like tom said don't you think they have a problem with the guy who made this how could you Make this and try to legitimize it, which is one of the problems I often have with slashers, because that—that's what this is. This is a slasher genre. Yeah. yeah. How
0: about know? when the detectives like basically adopt this kid oh, uh, <laughs> into the investigation, even though he's like the number one suspect? It's like, no, I trust him with my life. I think he actually says that at one point. I trust yeah, he that does. With my life.
1: Yeah. You know who we could use on the campus? Kendall. Kendall.
0: <laughs> And like and people that guy, are
1: constantly telling him, like, "Are you really sure?" Like him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that guy was the main asshole from Pod People. Also. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah.
1: So I did. Did you read in the um, supposedly uh, Mission Impossible girl? There's supposed to be a sex scene, but she uh, turned it down.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did read that.
1: It's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Most of the dialogue in this is uh, improvised, which you can tell. It's it's weird because it's there's nothing like Tom said that's good about this film. I wish I had watched it with people, but I also kind of don't because I don't, like, want to watch it again. Yeah. And I yeah. don't, like – it has to be the right group of people. Yeah. Because if you have that one person, it it's
0: just – it completely throws it off. Yeah, I'll wait another yeah, what 30 about years. The, the, <laughs> sorry, I think my, my internet dropped out a little bit there. Okay. No, I was just going to bring up the uh, the Bluto character, the guy that – Yeah. Oh. Bluto and Popeye, that – Yeah. The, the weird heron. guy with the yeah, the red heron. The groundskeeper, who wasn't really a groundskeeper, but later in the movie he was. Yeah. Right. Like, he'd been hired to clear some trees, and then later in the movie he's, like, the groundskeeper.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I didn't catch that. That's right. Yeah.
0: But he's always, like, side-eyeing people, and, like, <laughs> he beats <laughs> up a bunch of cops, and later he's just, like, there in the scene again. <laughs> yeah,
1: because the cops wouldn't have arrested him for assaulting an officer or anything. Right. right? yeah.
0: <laughs> he literally, like, drop kicks a guy into a pool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The
1: Kung Fu scene where he randomly yeah, attacks them. Oh a... yeah. The Kung Fu guy, ran... awesome. the Bruce Lee wannabe, randomly attacks Mission Impossible Girl um, and, and then gets up and is apparently a Kung Fu professor. But
3: how did and he, he like,
2: knock down? He had some he bad was... chop suey.
0: He had some bad chop suey.
2: <laughs> that's <laughs> what he said. I know that's what he said, but I thought... He, I just just no, he just fell. No, he just fell.
0: He literally just falls over. Uh, yeah. One... Uh, one minute I kick lady, next minute I on ground. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he says, yeah. basically.
1: A better line would have been, I had bad drunken noodle. That would have yeah. been Oh,
0: that would have been good, yeah.
1: See, that's what they should have said. But no, no. mm
3: Too bad you weren't there, Nate. I know, I could have
1: It must
0: <laughs> have been
3: at least minutes of writing the screenplay. <laughs>
0: Oh, it's my Kung Fu professor. It's my Kung <laughs> Fu professor, yeah. Right.
1: Oh, oh, okay,
0: yeah.
1: What kind say, of a school was... is this that has a tennis and Kung Fu professor? That's... <laughs> I
3: have to say I was genuinely, I mean, I figured it out about just before the scene where they reveal it. But I was genuinely surprised. It was the dean. I was—I thought for sure it was the the skeevy professor. Yeah, I did yeah. too. I thought it was a professor, especially since you are like, oh, that oh, oh, been- yeah, he's a homosexual. I'm like, this is the
2: '80s. He's a homosexual. <laughs> he's got to be the serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, once he actually. Uh... It was before she went to his office at some point, just the the music and the style of the movie, like minutes before Yeah, that's she when went I, there I was like, like, okay, oh, I know. All right, something's going to happen, and then he takes out the dropper that's saccharin. Yeah. And, no, it's poison. Or some <laughs> debilitating muscle Basically, paralysis yeah. thing. Well, no, she was awake for it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's what roofies yeah. do. Steven, you know that kind of stuff. <laughs> um. You'll find out in about three, four minutes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 Tom, I, I wanted to ask you, have you ever seen a slasher that starts this quickly with like a murder scene? Like, I
0: mean, he takes his mother out and, and
1: I, I looked at it a minute and a half in. I've I mean, never seen
0: a, isn't it. that? I mean, the Halloween starts off with a kid killing his sister. Not that quick, though. Not that quickly, but yeah, I mean. Uh, lots
1: of them start, but like um, this starts with kid making puzzle, murder mom like that. <laughs> that fast. Why waste yeah. time
0: on like establishing a story?
3: I was I I, I was shocked at that. And I'm like, yeah. "Oh, okay, this is the the scene where they show why he screwed up." I kind of figured that out pretty right. early on. But then when all of a sudden he starts hacking away,
2: yeah.
3: I was like, "What the?" Yeah, there was fuck? a big yeah, leap from
1: being his mom you know, mad his mom to... yells at him and slaps yeah. him which which is like, "Oh no," but it doesn't seem like murder-worthy.
3: Yeah, <laughs> and I, why normally does he, why does he keep a, a up to sledge them. in his room? no that was an axe was it an axe okay why does he keep an axe in his room like because he didn't go anywhere no
2: so who's next to the nudie magazines that every eight-year-old has (laughs) Uh,
0: i think i was a little more surprised by how quickly it went from that into like the first chainsaw victim in the park oh yeah that was because there was like nothing there was like nothing setting up like (laughs) where or when we are except for like 25 years later (laughs) which
3: that's the exact moment I knew what this movie was because they show the guy like cutting the leaves and the first thing they do is zoom in on this like young girl's ass. Oh, like, right. Not, and, like <laughs> she's laying on the grass and literally hikes her skirt up so you can just barely yeah. see her panties and like, okay, I know what this is. Yeah.
1: Would you say this is, um, this is clearly exploitation?
3: Oh, yeah. How many other
1: like full exploitation films have we done? Like this is unapologetically, this isn't satirical like unironically exploitative like unironically well, I, this isn't tarantino well, you
3: like mean like, the, like hobo hobo the chocolate. Chocolate. yeah that was what i was going to say yeah like what yeah, kind of
0: exploitation actual genuine old school exploitation i don't know what we've done besides this i don't know if um, we have i think oh, it might much. be just this
1: i'm trying to think through what we've done it's it's not a genre All i, I hard know hard that hard. it's a genre that exists but it's not a genre that i enjoy or ever try to like dig into so you know. right Give me a black-and-white French film any day of the week. <laughs>
3: mm. yeah, they're about <laughs> equal for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: This makes – I mean, these, these kind of movies – I I do wish I'd watched it with other people because watching this movie alone with, like, your headphones on, like – Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, because I didn't want, like, Sarah watching this or anything. Like, you have to watch this with the right people. Oh, and, I like, totally and, like, made you, feels,
3: to
1: watch this. <laughs> oh, I feel so dirty after watching it. I have to go watch something, like, happy and, like –
3: yeah, you feel kind of skeevy sitting there you watching really this. You really
1: do. Yeah, I kept, like, I knew moments were happening. I kept turning I'm like,
3: Sarah's going to walk in.
2: Sarah's <laughs> going <I'm laughs> to
1: ha- How the hell do I explain this? It's so...
2: <laughs> Not that I'm showing this to my kids, but... No, I no, didn't... no. It, it didn't give me that same tangible filth that you guys are talking about. Just it's f- not the same as like watching Hostel,
3: where you're enjoying somebody somebody else's pain. Kind right. Of thing.
1: I think um, it was intended for that, though. It was
2: intended, but it was so it poorly becomes, done. That's like, I, I look at this. Yeah. And it was so... In all the slashes I've ever seen, I've never seen that, where they show you a girl is so scared she wets herself. Yeah, I've never that, seen that, that before, either. Seemed Actually, kind of out a place for the rest mm-hmm. of the movie. But this seemed so fake and so poorly done I, I never took it seriously enough to, I think, be affected by it below the surface. So.
1: Right. And I think the the main thing is just what um, Steve and Tom, and I think even you have said, like in some ways, this aspect of the fact that it is exploitation, that it is just, I'm, the whole purpose of this is just to watch women scared get cut up. It's the aspect of the fact that I, I spent an hour and a half watching that.
3: <laughs> right. Right?
1: right? Like, that's okay. that's the that's part fine. that I have to go and, like, take a shower afterwards, and I... <laughs> I do have to feel like, like it's 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 honestly very hard to like, like justify like doing that right. outside of the fact that I do a a podcast or, um and it, watching it alone has that added sort of level of like ugh and I'm, yeah. I'm t- as long as I keep feeling that oh that icky feeling I'm like okay I'm still human, um, oh, okay, so I guess thank you. So, so a I, don't taste of yeah. right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah.
2: So uh, well, let's go ahead and and grade this. I have a feeling one of the, it'll be one of two grades that are going to be coming out. So, Tom, uh, F. Okay, Nate.
1: Yeah, F. I'd like Junk January would have been different. I know.
2: Damn it. Yeah. Uh, Steven? I,
3: I I've honestly been the whole time we've been talking we're trying to try and think of a reason to give it a D. I can't. <laughs> I, just, I can't. If I'd have watched this with somebody, I could yeah. at least said well, at least the viewing experience was enjoyable. Right. And I can sometimes elevate it because of that. I can't
2: with this because I didn't. So, okay. uh, yeah, it gets enough. All right. Uh, I am going to give it a D just because I had so much fun laughing at it. Uh, Steve, you mentioned this. And I wanted to ask you guys. I thought maybe I missed something. The very last scene where Kendall, the last shot's on Kendall, and he gets his crotch grabbed. Yeah. Was that by the... Jigsaw woman? I don't, yeah, that's by that? the
1: body. The okay. body comes alive and rips his rips his uh, penis off. Yeah.
2: Oh, is
0: that what happened? Uh,
2: yeah. yeah, I had no idea what happened. I, I was trying to I out thought the killer was. came back to life. Yeah. I, yeah, it was either the killer, the the doesn't make sense player. either way. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't makes make sense. No at all. sense. It makes no, no who, sense. Yeah, it doesn't matter who in the room did it. I was just curious.
1: It's just graphic for graphic's uh, sake. that is uh, most of the spell. That was it.
2: Yeah. Was the the douchebag
3: college student, right? Yeah. 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 yeah so I, I was like, hey, I got what he deserved.
0: Guess yeah. the ladies won't be clawing for him anymore, huh? Uh, uh,
1: yeah. Oh gosh, the one sitting in his bed. Come back to bed, Kendall. <laughs> you can gag me if you want oh, to. Yeah. was
2: the one. I'm like, this God. is such a sexist movie. Yeah. Like, honestly, that I was oh more God. offended by the the chauvinistic and sexist remarks in this movie <laughs> than I was by the twenty something teen or not teen twenty something women exploitation. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's all, it's all it's
0: all the pieces, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there were so it all many... comes from the same yeah. place. Yeah. Please, I... Kendall, I can't bear to be without your penis for another <laughs> second.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're going to put this on FlickChart right now. FlickChart is a website you can go to where you can rank movies that you've seen against each other, create a list of your top 10, top 50, or like Tom, one million FlickChart rankings. And, um, <laughs> Tom is
1: the top FlickChart ranker, aren't you, Tom?
0: Second. Oh, oh I'm sorry.
1: Oh, man. I didn't mean to bring that up. I apologize. <laughs> uh,
0: I... No, the guy ahead of me is is like jerk. We all hate him. A million and a half rankings, and, <laughs> and
1: I I did check Flickchart. Um, the only one that Flickchart considers exploitation is Hobo with a Shotgun. That's on our list, which makes sense. That's clearly exploitation. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, the first matchup is another movie that was also disturbing. Back from our WTF month, Tickled.
2: Yeah, Tickled. Tickle. pieces. <laughs> I hated uh, Weird to me out.
0: You hate it in <laughs> retrospect. On the actual podcast, you were pretty reasonable about it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you might have been drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go back to watching. T- I can't watch Tickled again. Yeah. And I I feel weird recommending it to people because it, it does make you feel so weird. But yeah. it's a hell of a documentary. Uh, Tickled beats pieces. Pieces or This Means War.
2: This, this
1: Means war. war. Yeah. This, this means, means War. Wow. Yeah pieces or the wizard
2: the wizard the wizard the wizard that's with the nintendo glove yeah yeah that's so bad i'm going pieces
1: California. yeah
0: yeah <laughs> yeah we don't have brian here to do it anymore
1: yeah <laughs> um pieces or escape from tomorrow pieces <sighs> i'm gonna go escape from to- not, i don't know am i <laughs>
3: I'm gonna go. Okay, I found a reason to go escape from tomorrow. At least escape from tomorrow. Terrible movie. Blah blah blah. blah, blah, blah all this stuff. But it was made in an interesting way. Like they tried that's something. That's true. Different. Yeah. Different. So I can give it that at least. So that that's yeah. that's my
2: reasoning. They tried something different because it was Disney. Or... It was all filmed in Disney illegally. Right. So that's it. I mean, okay. I'm trying to. I'm grasping at straws here. <laughs> okay. As long as you acknowledge that, yeah. I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah. Blah escape from tomorrow. Yeah, I guess.
1: Pieces or blue monkey.
2: Blue monkey.
1: Yeah, blue monkey. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I wouldn't like, have thought... we did that like Yeah, we did that last
0: month.
2: Which one was that? Um it's very similar, like gratuitous sex scene in the lab. And then, oh, how, where did that thing come from? It's I mean, the giant insect in the
0: hospital. Giant insect oh, hospital. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah.
2: With, and they had like a nuclear oh, the Canadian laser or movie. something.
3: Yeah. Canadian horror movie. Okay, yeah, now, wow. We've had a movie, bad
2: just, year. That, that, yeah. yeah. Part of it is the year. title is so disconnected Exactly, from movie it means nothing to the movie. I couldn't think of what movie it was. I think at one point it glows blue a little bit, but that's about it. Uh,
1: no, it's some kid has a dream and says blue monkey.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's a metaphor.
1: Um next up. Wait, wait, I mean, wait, 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 wait. Who I went pieces? I, I went blue monkey. I heard a lot of blue monkeys in there.
2: No, we were just talking about blue monkey.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Are we is that is that the case? I went blue monkey.
2: Yeah, I'd go blue monkey. You didn't even remember the damn movie. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd go blue monkey. <laughs> well, yeah, now that I do. Uh,
0: Tom? I'll go blue monkey.
1: Blue monkey. Alright, Blue Monkey beats pieces. Next up, pieces versus another movie with a waterbed scene. Simon says.
2: Oh. I'm going. Simon says.
1: Me too. Yeah, mm-hmm. had a plot I could
3: follow,
2: ish. But it also had dane Cook.
1: And Dennis Rodman. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know.
3: I actually think I'd go Pieces because I could see myself <laughs> in a scenario enjoying watching Pieces, you know, with a group or whatever. Even with a group, Simon says is
2: painful. That's. I think they both are. The only reason I'm going, Simon says, is because it's more recent. Than, okay. And just the one of the things I, I can't stand and i don't know maybe because it was copied from a vhs tape the tracking yeah the tracking although the first one i started to watch the tracking was horrible but then i switched to another one and the audio the the uh the voice audio was a lot higher and the tracking wasn't there so it was a better mm-hmm. vhs oh, copy okay. um but it's still so horrible whereas simon says okay it's newer you can actually see people in focus the whole movie um <laughs> But they're both shitty and, and need to be watched with a group of people to laugh at the movie. Yeah, you have. That's what has to happen.
1: I'm going Simon Says as well. Tom?
0: I mean, if Simon there's a
2: says... I'll flip. Just to give my movie a win. But I
0: don't know. <laughs> Wait, where are we right now? You're the... you, you
1: decide. Me and Kevin went Simon Says. Steve has gone pieces.
0: Well, I was going to say is that Simon Says, the makers of Simon Says, tried to convince us that Dennis Robin and Dane Cook are movie stars that we should watch. <laughs> so for that reason alone, I was going to go pieces.
2: That's pretty much <laughs> why I went pieces. I can budge. I don't care. And it's got to be getting close to the end anyway, because it's...
1: No. It pretty quickly jumped all the way to the bottom.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like bottom 50 probably. It,
1: yeah, I mean, it plummeted. <laughs> all right. Pieces uh, Pieces beat Simon Says. I was the only one with the moral vote choosing Simon Says. <laughs>
3: I think it's at this point, it's the amoral vote. Yeah,
1: God only knows what's happening at this point. Um, pieces or
3: checkmate? I'm going checkmate. Yeah, I think I agree. There's an interesting concept there. Yeah. It's not executed.
0: Pieces.
1: I'll go checkmate as well.
0: Moral vote. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So Nate's epitome of morality is Dane Cook and Dennis Rodman, and yep. <laughs> Tom's is well the movie pieces <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, I have to uh, at least I have to at least give Kevin credit for picking a legitimate cult flick like reading about this 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 is like the epitome of a cult horror movie.
2: Oh, yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. absolutely. And it's got yeah. almost 7,000 reviews on IMDb. I'm sure Tarantino owns the original yeah, film
0: right, for right. this, you know. Eli, Eli Roth definitely would. I mean, Oh, yeah. I think
1: that, that puts pieces at number 600 on our flick chart.
2: Excellent. Out so out it is... 605? <laughs> yeah,
1: out of the bottom 10, it's number 6. <laughs> oh! It wow. is the sixth... Worst wow. movie we've watched on the podcast. Of I course, this that's... doesn't include Hubble with a Shotgun, which you apparently can't touch.
2: <laughs> what are the bottom five?
1: Uh, Freeway, Ghosts Can't Do It, which was again this year. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny. Welcome. Simon Says, <laughs> and Straight to Hell.
2: This is my, my lowest one.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel proud. It's Below Under the Rainbow, which I think was uh, Kevin's that previous bow.
2: Yes. Yeah. Mm.
0: Wow.
1: Um, the Adventures of Pluto Nash and um, Blues Brothers 2000.
2: Okay. Well, uh, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we are going to talk about Slither. Ugh. Ugh.
3: <laughs> to pair with Kevin's pieces, I decided to uh, choose a movie with the same number of syllables. Uh, and also to go along with the theme of <laughs> B-horror movies. Uh, so I chose Slither, 2006. I believe it's James Gunn's first movie, although he might have done a few little things before this. Uh, so his, first, his first feature directed. film. Yeah,
1: it's his first directed, yeah. yeah I first directed, okay,
3: yeah. Uh, and stars Nathan Fillion, uh, one of Hollywood's most underrated actors. Elizabeth Banks, Michael Rooker, Greg Henry, yeah. So it's your basic sort of invasion of the Body Snatchers story. Meteorite crashes in a small hick town and where there's a big uh, deer hunting festival and uh, it results in a bunch of slugs trying to take over the, turn people into space zombies, basically. Uh, And I'm going to, I'm going to go with Nate. Hmm, okay. First uh, to review this because I, I'm pretty sure I know everybody else's.
0: Who's seen this before, first of all?
1: I'd seen this before.
3: I had.
2: I forgot I I did until I started watching it. We'd all
0: bits and pieces of it. (laughs) That's unusual. All right. (laughs) Yeah,
2: because I think I asked last time, and everybody said... I didn't think I did until there were certain... Visual scenes where I'm like, okay, I think I've seen this before. Okay.
1: I feel like you chose this to torture Brian, and he knew, and he was like, <laughs> "I'm out." He's like, "I'm not coming back." No, Steve, I'll teach you a lesson. Be back in nine months.
2: <laughs> <laughs> in the season after summer. <laughs>
1: um. So I I haven't seen this in in a while. It's been a long time. I think it it might be close to like ten years or so. I haven't seen this since college. Um, and so I was curious going back into it, like how, how I would feel. I, I I don't know. Um, cause I mean, I, I like the cast, um, but I, and I, I kind of remember it being like a horror comedy, like kind of funny. Um, but I'm kind of more curious to see what other people say about it because watching it again, I, I think it actually has brought it down in my mindset. I, there's some issues with it. It's, a, it's a lot more of straight horror than I think I remembered it being. I mostly have a lot of problems with how it begins. Um, once it gets going, I think it's it's fantastic, and it does some things that that I like a lot. But I think it it, it has a little bit. I have a little bit of problem with kind of the conceit with uh, Grant Grant and um, Starla Grant. I, I like it,
0: that setup. I did
1: too. I, I think it's it needs to usual. take it needs to take more time. I don't have a sense of their um. Once he becomes possessed by the, the creature, I don't have any sympathy for him or some of the
0: decisions that he makes.
3: Really?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: I found him a very sympathetic character.
3: Which Michael Rooker is not known for playing sympathetic characters. Right. I so
0: think, I, I wanted to kind of hear from
3: this, guys, yeah. Yeah. Initially, he seems kind of skeevy and gross, especially that where he's trying to like get her to have sex with them. And you could tell she's kind of like, I don't know, that whole scene is just kind of gross.
1: Yeah, then, that's one of the scenes like, I have an issue with. Yeah. I
3: actually felt sorry for him later because it wasn't like, because he does, he has that he he meets that girl at the bar, right? right. And they go out yep. to the woods, and right? You could see he's frustrated, and but she says something, and he says, "No, I love my," you know. Right. He actually says he actually does the right thing in that moment, right? He maybe makes some bad the... choices leading up to it, but he right. ultimately does the right thing, and so I kind of that's a moment where I actually start feeling sympathetic for that character.
1: Yeah, but the, yeah, sorry, there's also the weird. There's the weird joke right before where she's like, he's like, "Gosh, you're only ten or 11 She's like, "Yeah, but I was game." Yeah, yeah. And nobody yeah. comes out, and he like laughs at it, and it's like, Ugh, oh, okay. I I guess I need more of a sense because even throughout all of this, it keeps coming back to the fact that they're they're married, and then I feel really awkward about the scene where he does go back to the what's her name, Margaret Gutierrez. Yeah, right, Brenda, Brenda, Brenda Gutierrez. And that scene, I, I'm not sure what Gunn is doing if he's playing that rape scene up for uh, it's, you know, it's laps. a rape scene. Right. Yeah. yeah well, and it's but it's it's also, I mean, it's it's horrifying. She seems to like have making be making semi-orgasmic sounds while it's going on. That scene was incredible. I wasn't I really have a hard time understanding the in, the intent there. After that, the rest of it, he he makes some fascinating decisions, like not um the teenage coed in the tub normally in a horror movie, right? She'd be a goner Yeah. and it would become exploited, but then she becomes that moment becomes key to the progression of the plot because that's how they find out how to destroy the aliens. Mm-hmm. As I thought, I thought that and she was becomes the,
3: the hero, right? Yeah. yeah right? she saves him.
1: Great. I love that their first attempt with the grenade to blow up. Michael Rooker doesn't work. Yeah. I love the humor in that moment but i really that first act is just kind of in, there's some moments that that are off putting for me that i can't really wrap my head around
0: uh tom yeah i saw this movie a long time ago also and i i think i started to like it more in retrospect when i first watched it there were some things that i didn't like but i think at the t- i think it was just a matter of evolving taste i guess but i uh, actually really enjoyed it this time i'm not sure what to say about it specifically at this point but
3: what what changed in your taste do you think that made you enjoy it more
0: it's kind of hard to explain it might sound wrong but it's i mean i appreciate that it's kind of uncompromising about what it is like yeah you know the little zombie twin girls um it's family day (laughs) i think all right this was, this was, this is a pretty specific switch because when I first saw this, I felt no sympathy. I felt less sympathy for the, not less sympathy. I don't know how to explain it. Like they're made out to be a Hick family and this girl's like, yeah, you know, yeah. she knows she's in a Hick family because there's a whole like thing about the nail polish and oh, she's Japanese and I don't know. I, th- I think like the first time I saw this, I felt like it's okay. They turn zombies because they're just a Hick family.
3: Now that you, like, hate, this time, do I, you hate Hicks. Your no, but this time, like, I
0: this time, like, I realized I felt like she actually did care about her family, which I didn't yeah. get at the first viewing. So I don't know if that was a change in me or if I just missed something the first time around. It's hard to explain because I I'm more sensitive to violence than I used to be, but at the same time, I, I just I don't know. I enjoyed this more. I don't. I really don't know how to explain it. All
3: right. Well, maybe it'll come up in conversation.
0: I, I did notice <laughs> that some of James Gunn's like shock for the sake of shock sensibility in this yeah Um, but at the same time uh, I also could tell that he actually really loved his characters Mm -hmm. which uh, you don't see very often in these in this kind of movie Um, yeah a lot of guys who make this kind of movie they seem to take more delight in the violence against the characters and not in the characters themselves if that makes sense? that does not make sense. Yeah. And like in this, I could tell he really liked his characters. He liked Michael Rooker's character. He liked, you know, the Hick. Like all, all these characters are just like stock characters from other movies. You know, the Hick deputies and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. all that kind of thing. But they seem like actual real characters living in a real place.
3: It seemed like he felt in the script, like he felt bad about killing them off. Exactly. Right? There was like right. a regret. I have to do this. But I don't really want to. It's it was like a, a reluctant like wiping out the, the characters.
0: Exactly. And that's and that's what a good writer does. He write, you know, he, he doesn't like in pieces. They, <laughs> to draw a distinction in pieces. <laughs> right. There were no characters. There were just no. naked women getting hacked up. Yeah. You know, it's just direct, about
1: the putting in colour. That director didn't care about situation.
0: his characters any more than he probably cared about the actresses who played them. Right. So the fact that I could tell James Gunn really liked these people from, you know, from one end to the other really made me enjoy this a lot more.
3: Well, they're they're stock characters, but they're not completely stock characters. Like right. the the town mayor who seems like the the typical sort of you expect him to be the typical coward, you know, yeah. politician guy and he actually he's not I mean he's kind of like, he's just kind of clueless, the kind of guy that doesn't, he's the politician that doesn't know when to shut up. He, he, right. He's like, this is what I, if Joe Biden was in a town when this happened, he would be that guy. Like, that's Joe Biden, right? I mean, I, he's not a jerk and he, he helped people out, but he's just sort of like a dumbass a little bit, you know? I love, <laughs> I,
0: I gotta, I have to admit, I love Greg Henry in this movie. Yeah. 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 I, I, like, certain lines that I think coming from a different character would turn me off. I just really enjoy, like, the whole, uh, bitch is hardcore. Uh, <laughs> yeah. kind of made me first out laughing. But, yeah, I thought he was great. His
1: yeah, Mr. Pitbit is even, wonderful.
2: Yeah, yeah, my favorite Pitt. character in the movie. <laughs> really? Well, they, they it opens up where he's he's in the street. You don't know he's the mayor, and he's cursing at somebody in really front of nice. him. That really, yeah. nice. Yeah, and then he he turns to the side, and there's a mom and and her little boy or girl, and, and they're like, hey, mayor, how you doing? Yeah, and he just kind of rolls with it. He's like, hey, yeah, and just goes back to love, the guy in front of him. I, what he's I love about it is, yeah, that line where he realizes,
3: well, I, this yeah. is who I am. It's not. I'm not going to get reelected. Oh well, whatever. Yeah, you know, like he he's self aware. You know, yeah. even though he is the character he is. Um, okay, well, Kevin, since you I,
2: I really enjoy this. I, I'm surprised I don't remember more of it. The only thing I could surmise is that when I did watch it, it was kind of, uh, I fell asleep or it was in and out of the room watching it or something like that. Um, I, I had a great time watching this. We've already touched on a lot of the, the scenes and the things that are going on. Um, the only thing I wanted to add was I didn't like the husband. Michael Rooker? Michael Rooker. I didn't like his character, I should say. I think he did a wonderful job with it. Um but I felt zero remorse for him. Well it's it's I a felt...
0: it's a rare it's a rare situation where a char- a character is not likable but still sympathetic to me anyway. Right. Uh, I don't necessarily like him. I, I would I would not like him at all if he was a real person that I knew. Oh yeah. Um but
2: I, mean, I felt yeah. bad for him as as a human being that he was going through that, but his specific character didn't add any Empathy. Um, I mean, yeah, he did – he came right up to the gate of committing adultery mm-hmm. and, and took a lot of steps to get there. And when the time came, he said no. Okay, that's mm-hmm. – Which made – I don't know. That I That, that made him real because right. Right, it's not like he just went out to try to hook up right. with
3: he, – he was pissed off at his wife. He goes right. to a bar. He gets drunk. But then he still – even though – He sits out of a fight. He's been drinking. He still does the right thing. That made me be like, okay, this isn't your typical, like, douchey husband. Right.
2: He's not just going to go out with whoever he can. He actually loves her, loves his wife.
1: It kind of felt like a way just to get him out to the woods. Sure. Well, you need
0: some way to get him out
2: to the woods. Yeah,
1: Yeah, but but it felt like a way to... You couldn't have done that with him going out and hunting in some fashion. He there was, I felt like there were other ways to
2: do that. The
1: yeah, so so they, needed, they needed
0: to set. They needed to set her up too. That was really yeah. important. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: that, I, I'm still just struggling with that. I that that setup.
0: Oh, yeah. Steve, I completely uh, yeah. botched that quote too in side. my text.
3: Oh yeah, I know what I knew what
0: you yeah. meant. Something's wrong with me. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, in my over the years that. Turned into I uh, I don't feel so good. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. Something's wrong with me.
2: Oh, and I, and I like Nathan Fillion. Yeah. I, I had a great time watching this. Um,
0: Nathan Fillion actually has one of my all-time favorite movie lines. <clears throat> and that's when he says, uh, my easygoing nature's getting sorely fucking tested. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: That's a great line. And it's, it's <laughs> that subtle, dry writing yeah so how was everybody's night yeah it's it's things like that it it takes what should be a thriller and adds some some dark comedy to it i love that i i
3: saw this i think about when it came out i I didn't see it in the theater but it was like when it just came out on you know i probably went to a blockbuster and got it at that time yeah Um, yeah same and uh I remember really enjoying it and it being uh you know horror comedy kind of Tremors like yeah. which is another one of my favorite sort of horror yep. comedy movies. Yeah. And yeah. I I really I I really like horror comedy when it's done well, you know. And it's it, hard it, to do really well. It's hard to do well. And so I was excited to watch this again and it's a it's way grosser than I remember it being. Like, this yeah. movie is gross. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the and the physical effects. Yeah, when the, the CGI is great. Yeah, is occasional, but the physical effects are fantastic.
3: When yeah. the when the deputy gets sliced in half, I oh, had to close yeah. my eyes. I couldn't watch it. That, that. Was great. Like that was really yeah. horrifying.
0: I'm, I'm what, not because it's
3: so visceral, and he's right. standing there, and like I can't help like he's, he's conscious. Aware. Like imagine right. you're conscious, you've right. been sliced in half, you know it, and you know you're just gonna like, oh my god, it, <laughs> like that's a nightmare you know i just
0: i can't that was horrible and it happened so slowly too
3: yeah and it's not just he falls in half and like right. in most movies where you know they just fall in half and they're just two halves right. no his like guts spill yeah, out starts it starts to like peel apart it's so yeah. visceral that yeah oh
2: man now what was that didn't bother me as much as when she started to tear uh, oh that yeah that was she kind of uh, like
1: like pushes forward a little yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: that was that, that was pretty gross too just yeah. weirded me out oh, and they're eating the. Oh. yeah
0: there's a scene at the end where they're all kind of coalescing together
2: yeah
1: that scene where they're they just all kind of that pushing looks... into the goo but it's so well another,
3: done. i can't remember what the line was
2: that was another great nathan Fillion line right there <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, honestly i i hadn't seen this and i am going all right he's gonna like shove the grenade I figured that oh, pretty, <laughs> like, that's, that's too much of a setup. So yeah. I was glad they didn't do it when it and when it like you already said, yeah, rolled into the pool and went off. And just the look on his face is like son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And the other thing, this, I oh, go ahead, Tom.
0: No, I was just gonna say this is this is the paradox for me is I I'm not a gore guy, but yeah. there's something about like the Cronenberg um, body horror school of body horror. Yeah, which this this kind of owes a lot to yeah that that just kind of works for me like it, it's a really strange I, I really don't know what to do with it i really enjoy movies like this when the gore is done really well and the cgi holds up pretty well too yeah it does mm-hmm. for, 2000s. Yes, for being a 12 year old like mm-hmm. low budget horror movie yeah you know. uh,
1: i think there's something about seeing a physical effect it's a lot easier for me as a person to in some ways appreciate the technical expertise there right right um like a a, a CGI effect um mostly because I don't know as much about it, it's 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 impressive but something physical yeah I I can understand even having not done it I'm like looking at that I'm like oh gosh that how did they do that
3: that would take you know like so
1: long well, and it this, looks so good
3: with the practical effects they're working within limits right they're limited what i do yeah um okay. because it's physical but with the cgi there it's unlimited so it's basically you're looking at the imagination of the person who did it right yeah. but whatever but they come a, up with
0: but there's a there's a weight to practical effects like a lot of cgi effects just seem weightless like yeah Gravity no no, weight, no yeah no real yeah there's just something well, off about it
3: I think that's changed in the last couple of
2: years It's gotten better it's, I mean no, I agree th- with like Tom. It's,
0: Well, it depends on the movie and the, it depends, I mean, on, the it movie, depends right. on the filmmaker really but Like yeah
3: the recent Jungle Book I I felt like those were those characters had weight and like that's some of the best exactly. CGI I've seen you know yeah. but so that is changing but it's still that it's still dependent on the artist and it's still it's still an unlimited kind of art form, where it's just whatever your imagination can come up with. As opposed to right. CGI, you have to try to make something look real. Or, sorry, practical. You have to try to make something look real. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have uh, back to Nate's point about that uh, rape scene. Basically, yeah. I the reason I I wanted to come back to that because I didn't have a problem with that scene because I felt like it wasn't it wasn't like played for laughs. It was supposed to be right, horrifying, right. right? It was right. supposed to be horrific, and this is much like I think Tom said. This is much more of a horror than I remember it being. Yeah,
1: it's a lot more horrific it's, than
3: I remember. Yeah, I remember it being, I remember being yeah. a lot funnier, and it was funny, but it, it's this is a horror movie. But it knew a, it knew when not to be funny. Yeah, like and that scene Beth, was
0: horrifying. Dur- during that scene, during the bath scene, yeah. it wasn't it it wasn't making a joke out of the characters at any given no. point. Which is what I really appreciate. Like a lot of what you're saying about liking horror comedies, I do too. But I detest so many of them at the same time because they the joke is on the characters. Yeah. Instead of you know happening like something funny happening organically or something absurd happening. Um. And and like during that scene, a lot of I feel like a lot of filmmakers who aspire to this kind of movie would have done that scene and laugh about it
3: well i i kind of disagree with nate where he's saying she was making kind of like orgasmic sounds she was uh-huh. to me it wasn't those weren't like i don't know how nate has sex but those were not sex sounds they were like no but it was also like, the, like constant terror. like it
1: was that yeah they're, they're terrifying but then it um and it's played along with that country music and then he's there is a, a literal scene of him like thrusting into her and it, it clearly yeah. becomes Oh, he's clearly, clearly like symbols. raping yeah. Her. yeah.
3: But she's, right. it, there's at no point do they make it And I think to Tom's point, a lesser director would have made her seem like she was like switching from terror to enjoying it, right? That doesn't happen. She's terrified the whole way through. She's resisting the whole way through. I never felt like it turned into her, you know, it turning into a joke of, oh, now she's into it kind of thing in that right. scene. And that would have been, the, that's the difference. I,
0: know. I think it was meant to be horrifying. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, and,
0: and it was. It's the not other an thing easy that, to watch.
3: The other sure. thing that I appreciate about this movie is at the end of the movie, everybody in the town is dead. Yeah. Like, it's not like you kind of expect they kill him and the slugs crawl out of people and there's only a few dead people and everybody gets right. up. No, right. they wiped out this entire. T- there's serious yeah. consequences to this event. That oh, that's another thing that I really appreciate about this movie is they very organically. Give you the alien's backstory. Right. Right. There's that very, there's that scene that makes perfect sense. It's kind of melded with her. She gets to see the, the background of the alien. So she organically knows exactly what this is.
2: It requires, though, I think a bit of a connect the dots because at that point, I don't think you know that it's a single mind. No, among. you don't. So. Well, no, because that... Do they... You
0: they, start to get that a little more when she's in the car. Um, or not when she's in the car. Um, they start to put it together,
2: you know. But have it's, we they start heard to the wonder. different yeah. people, infected people, talk like the husband? Talk yeah, 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 yeah. They already seen shown... The, the sheriff deputy or whatever talked to her. Uh, okay. Oh, I thought was got hard. that. So, all right. So that yeah. that helps a little bit. Yeah. But then it's like, okay, what was it her fingernails digging in? Was it her biting on the thing? What was it about it yeah. being in her mouth that all of a sudden said, okay, here you go. Oh, you I think it was my a, whole backstory.
3: like tendrils connecting to her brain kind of thing. Okay. So it, it was already connecting, but she was able to pull it out. Okay.
1: I, mean, I think you just I'm look at dis- they just tell you their life story.
2: <laughs> I'm not disagreeing As with you, do but most I, I people. do remember distinctly that's when what that she came said. on. I was like okay <laughs> that's uh, um,
3: but I, I don't know that I, I appreciate that it's kind of like the same thing. I like the alien movie like the thing right where you get this alien that you don't really know much about you get but you just get enough of the backstory right. that there's context. Right. And that's what that provided. Yeah. It, I
2: I really like yeah. that. Yeah, a lot it, of
0: movies try to over-explain.
2: Yeah. How did it get to the planet? I mean, it was in that meteor. How did meteor. It in the, how did it get in the meteor? And it I ate me a need, rock. I don't need <laughs> to know that to enjoy the movie at all, but that's that's one of the questions. And When I see movies like this where it's an alien from outer space, I immediately am thinking, okay, how did it get there? And that's space uh, magic. Hale-bop. That's my problem, but yeah. Hail Bob. Yeah. yeah. The comet. Just sits there waiting like... for the
0: comet to go by and hitches a ride.
3: Uh-huh. All right uh so we'll go with the same order nate what do you what grade do you give uh slither
1: i'm gonna give this a b uh hearing you guys talk i really wanted to i was between a b or a c um and i kind of wanted to hear your guys' opinions on that especially that that sex scene i think that you guys are right i think it's played for horror aspects um but i still i still think that more work could have been done at the beginning to make their relation to make us feel more sympathy for the struggle with their relationship and um i think that would have helped us with michael rooker's character so it's a b okay
3: tom hey uh, kevin i'm gonna give it an a i'm also gonna give it an a it's a kind of a qualified a that this movie's way grosser than i remember and i had a hard time watching a lot of the scenes i don't like slime so this was kind yeah. of hard to watch yeah or the 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 idea of a body being torn apart yeah. really bugs me. That, and this, that happens many times in this movie. Yeah. So, it's funny because
0: I, no, I had no problem watching that scene that you're talking about where the guy gets split in half. Yeah. But if it had shown a scene of somebody like breaking a fingernail, <laughs> I, I would have had to look away.
3: I'll have Bella send you a picture of her fingernail. That's what she nope. did uh, nope. at her basketball game. Another nope. player ripped her fingernail.
2: out. No, I don't even want to <laughs> yeah. think about it.
1: Hey, Tom, Black Swan.
2: <laughs> oh, that, yeah. oh, the cuticles. Oh, yeah. Subject. yeah, that, oh, I hate that movie for that scene. Oh, now I'm thinking
0: about the ring. Can we talk about something else? <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, well, we're going to, uh, oh, never mind. That gives Slither an A. But a not, minus. Oh, an A minus. Sorry, A minus, which is a Spock. Kind of appropriate. Spock. He's an alien. He can
2: mind meld with you too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: the The whiskey's kicking in, so I got to get through this intro. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <clears throat> oh boy. Uh, hang on. <laughs> okay. That's what I get for trying to finish off a bottle. <clears throat>
3: All right trying to finish that off? You mean there's some left?
0: Uh, there, All that's left is in my shot glass right here. Oh, okay. And I'm not going to drink it right now because <laughs> I will be useless. All right. Uh, Kevin had the theme of B-movies, so um, I wanted to kind of piggyback off of that and uh, go a little more specific. So Hammer Films were like the big B-movies of the 50s and 60s, and I chose Horror of Dracula from 1958. In Britain, it was just known as Dracula. Here in America, it took the title of Horror of Dracula just to differentiate it from the 1931 Bela Lugosi, which was still popular theatrically. So this was uh, directed by Terence Fisher. It uh, stars Peter Cushion and Christopher Lee, kind of the two big tentpole hammer actors. Um, Michael Gao, I still don't know how to say his name, best known as Alfred from uh, the Batman movies. Uh, um yeah, okay. Yeah, so this is this is a pretty straightforward adaptation of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh just condensed. I think this is actually like the third or fourth version of the story that I've chosen. Yeah. For the podcast. Um plus kind of yeah, because I chose Nosferatu and Shadow of the Vampire together. Yeah, and one, one kind of these of, days you'll get a good grade. <laughs> and I chose I, th- I think I chose Nosferatu, uh Fritz version.
1: I think you did, too. Yeah.
0: Um, So apparently I have a love affair with the story, and it's just I didn't realize it. It's a great story. Yeah, it is. It's just such a mythic story, man. But I wanted to see this version for a long time, so this was a good opportunity. And uh, then Nate, I gave Nate the theme of uh, Hammer Films, and he chose Scream of Fear from 1961. So the story of Dracula is pretty well known. Like I said, this is just like a condensed version. I'm going to try and start from the bottom up. And from previous statements from Kevin, I'm going to start with him. <laughs> you know what you speak
2: of. Um, so, this was the first movie I watched
1: ever in his life. In <laughs> <series> <laughs> and this morning. Um,
2: I'm, I don't know entirely if it was the film or the wee hours of the morning, but about a mm, little more than halfway into this, I just was, I don't know, I was kind of losing interest. I was intrigued to just, uh, every now and then I like watching old movies to see how things were done differently or, or how sets were built. Um, I, I was intrigued by the craft in the film, more specifically just the, the scenery. I, I was always looking for ways that uh, they were going the cheap route and I didn't see too much of that and I, I appreciated that. Um, beyond having respect for the film, uh, there's not much about it. I don't know. Gave me a lot of enjoyment. It wasn't bad. It was just kind of vanilla.
0: Yeah. What?
2: Yeah, I kind of agree. I, it, it's funny. You guys uh, were saying, you know, this, it's a
3: great story. Watching this, I just felt like I'm so over this story. <laughs> like I, I'm just done with this story. And, and I I've seen it. some of the original work for that. <laughs> no, no, I mean it, it's and part of it is just. When I've seen this, yeah. you know the fact that I'm seeing this I, now. But I'm, I'm just, I'm so I, tired I, I of this story. I can story. get
0: that. I can understand that sentiment. But this is like one of the best adaptations of the story I've seen. I,
3: I, I don't know. I'm kind of what Kevin's saying. I just found it kind of bland. I, I was like, oh, it's Saruman and you know Grandma <laughs> Darkin are hanging out. That's <laughs> kind oh of God. cool. But other than that, <laughs> I, I didn't get.
0: That. I didn't get much. You have never sounded. That like, such a millennial than you did just then. <laughs> well, I know you're right not on. a millennial, but you sound like one. <laughs>
1: oh. Ooh, which hurts someone who's not a millennial more. Like, it someone who's not a millennial to be called one, that's, like, the worst incel possible.
0: Well, I guess I'll move to Steve. Uh,
3: like I said, I, you know, this is kind of... I It was just bland. I, I There was not much to it that I uh, was like, oh, that's... You know, I haven't seen that anywhere else. or You know, I mean... It was just there.
0: Yeah, but when you say that, what are you like you're talking about like what?
3: The, everything the the acting.
0: You've the... seen You've seen movies ripping off this movie.
3: Probably, yeah, and that that's part of it. The part of it is, you know, I'm seeing this movie now for the first time, and so even though everything uh, this inspired a bunch of things that I, that I recognize, it's still by now, it's still me watching it. It's just kind of I, I didn't get much from it.
0: Okay, uh, Nate. <laughs>
1: Oh, these guys are uh Steve and uh, Kevin are so wrong, Tom. I'm Thank completely you. I'm completely on board with you. I just want to see you struggle with them. I just thought it would be funny to <laughs> these these jerkwads over here. Like I <laughs> mean what the hell are you guys doing? You're saying, like, I don't know, it's just boring. It's, um, it's this, this is, I think, I, I, I've never seen this before. I think this is the best adaption of Dracula that I've seen. I think it's better than the Bela Lugosi 1931 version. It, it captures the story, it moves back and forth. I mean, Kevin, you would, even with their small budget, like Hammer Films spit these things out really quickly. Um, but with their small budget, this feels immaculate. This yeah. is, it's impressive what they do. And I think Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee throw themselves into their roles they don't feel like they're in a small budget movie right there isn't any tongue-in-cheek winking at they are christopher lee is fully playing dracula fully playing this horror It, it moves so quickly you don't if you don't know the story which i think might be part of what you guys are struggling with you don't realize that jonathan harker dies so quickly you know you're kind of expecting him to be the protagonist and when cushing has to kill him you know and there's that And like oh how did he die and he has to come back and you know he's gonna have to tell his um fiance and some of those moments where they put up the garlic and right when he's sucking from her and where is it and then oh she's in the you know you're not allowed to go into the cellar and you start to get worried for these characters and it was what was fascinating to me as well i did watch this with sarah with my wife who doesn't know the story and he she was she was enthralled right you want to see what happened next if you have if you don't know this if you haven't seen um, a lot of the horror reactions and some of the the new forms of Dracula. This is, I don't know. I was blown away. I wasn't expecting this to be kind of as as good as it is. Because I I have seen other Hammer films. I have seen as it as this continues, right? As Christopher Lee keeps playing it, and God bless him, he keeps playing it seriously. It gets crazier, right? Eventually he'll go to China and be involved in like Kung Fu Dracula. Um, Oh my gosh! And I think uh, one of the ones that I saw, he comes to like the '60s or '70s, and he like starts preying on like swingers and like sucking their blood. I love this because of how kind of honest to the subject material it was. And it's it's frightening at first when Harker doesn't help the bride of Dracula. There, you're like yeah. you're like oh my gosh, this guy is just an, an idiot. It, yeah. But he's there's a reason why he fully knows that he's in Dracula's castle. So he, he's not he's trying to figure out if this is a vampire or not. He's he's playing with all these things. I, I think this is just brilliantly done. You do have to be in the right mindset. You have to think fifties melodramatic acting. Um the fight scenes are just two middle aged men grappling each other and one eventually saying, And now fall. But that's <laughs> like
0: fellowship like of the ring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, I loved
1: this. I thought it was it was it was kind of a really welcome like look back in a lot of ways on cinema history and on, on the story.
0: Yeah, I, I can understand the feeling of kind of fatigue about the Dracula story. But um...
3: also part of it is the and we'll talk about our next movie. I watched that first and that movie sort of set certain expectations for me, which we'll talk about. Uh, OK, it's not the right way to say it, but it this just didn't feel original. And
1: I know, <laughs> I know well, this is the yeah. original. I mean, it's not. It's not Dracula
0: from 31. It's not Vampire. It's not Nosferatu. But it was the... Okay, so we've done two Hammer films before on the podcast. We've done The Woman in Black and Let Me In, the remake of uh, Let the Right One In. Um, but this is our first classic Hammer film, right, from the mm-hmm. 50s, 60s B-movie period. It's It's a scrappy little production company that's just making its name in hollywood basically um small budgets uh based out of britain they're using these properties that are kind of like public domain and i'm I'm a huge fan of uh nosferatu from 1922 which is the original you know kind of unlicensed version of the story and which is bad we should say nate (laughs) all right I I have faith that someday Nate is going to understand how great Nosferatu is.
1: It's in, it's
0: it's influential. It's the mood, it's the way it's shot, it's the the whole Max Shrek
1: thing. Oh, he's he's awesome yeah. to
0: me. It's just phenomenal. When he's
3: on screen, it it's good.
0: Yeah, I, he's not I, I admit great enough. I admit that there are aspects of Nosferatu that are kind of laughable now, but just it's such a I mean it changed the game, basically. And then and then you got no, uh, Dracula in 1931 with Bela Lugosi is, is awesome. But this um, really kind of solidified the Dracula mythology that we kind of think of now, especially with, like, American audiences. And I just, like Nate was saying, Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing both, both just, like, throw themselves into this. And, like, to me, Christopher Lee is kind of, like, third fiddle. To Bela Lugosi, and Max Schreck, but when he's like in full-on attack mode, you know, it's just so like freaky, like with yeah. the the makeup and all that. So there's that, but Peter Cushing really sells this movie for me. Like, this is my favorite Van Helsing by far.
1: Yeah, Van Helsing feels like a completely different kind of hero here. He's not. Yeah,
0: um, and and this kind of goes back to what I was talking about when we reviewed Herzog's Nosferatu. Um, when I was saying that. Van Helsing was just kind of like this weak character, and that really brought the movie down for me because mm. when you have when you're talking about Dracula, that's such a strong villain. You need this really strong... I mean, you need a strong hero. You need someone to match up against the two. Right, right. And if you go back to like 1931, um, Edward Van Sloan, I, I'm a huge fan of that uh, portrayal of Van Helsing. He's just such a like, he's on top of what's going on. But the reason that I love Peter Cushing so much is he's such a badass, but at the same time, he gives this layer of empathy to the character, um, just the way he, like, interacts with um, the the family and with Lucy and with uh, Michael Gao's character, and then just that, like, end scene where he, like, runs across the table and just throws himself at the drapes. Like, I, I love Peter Cushing in this movie, and I, I haven't really seen him in anything since uh, other than Star Wars. Right. So this is kind of like... Well, he did a lot of this, of these kinds
1: of, like, low-budget films. Right, this is Hammer. what... Yeah, he
0: yeah. and Lee both came up on this kind of movie, and yeah. just to see him in this role just gives me such an appreciation for him as an actor.
1: Because when he makes, like, that decision, when he's talking with uh, Michael Gao about... Um, when they find out that Lucy's being, like, drained by Dracula. Right. And he's like, we have to use her as bait, yeah. you know? and he's like i'm not okay doing that and van helsing still kind of like so he does what he can and then it takes an interesting turn where they're like okay now we have to use your your wife in the same way right you know and i think he's still making these difficult decisions he's uh he's killing his best friend he's and you you can kind of see the the weight that's leaning on van helsing but he still knows what he wants to do he is still going to take out this evil dracula you right. know I don't know. I agree with there. I think he is probably the best Van Helsing. Part of the problem so, with Christopher Lee not being the best Dracula is that Lugosi and and Shrek, their performances carried those films. This film feels more complete. True. This film feels more complete to me as a whole. Dracula's the villain, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I'll agree with that. That's that's true. Um, but on that note, I also wanted to say um, the two actresses that played the uh, I forget the last name now. It's not Harker. Holmwood. Holmwoods. Hol- 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 yeah. Um Carol Marsh who played Lucy and Melissa Stribling who played uh uh Mina, this was the best depiction of their, you know, when they're already had they already like have been victims of Dracula. So they have that like there's that whole like drug addict metaphor to it. So the scenes where they're like waiting for Dracula in their performances, and I don't remember this from the 31 or the 22 version. Um so this is like the first time I've seen it done this this way, is there's such a mix of terror and desire at the same time. And yeah. and both of these actresses depict this. And I think it's so really well done. Um, just like that mix of like, I really, really want this, but I'm really, really terrified of it and don't want it at the same time is like kind of really impressive to me. Jack Asher's cinematography. This is like the first time that the Dracula story had been really told in, in Technicolor like this. So the blood is really red and... And then um,
1: when he disintegrates into dust at the end, that yeah. that effect is great. That's and it still holds up, I think.
0: Still looks and, cool. And the other thing I was going to say is, we were talking about you, Nate. You said the this was the best adaptation scene of this story. Yeah. Um, I think that's interesting because Jimmy Sangster's script. He's working on such a limited budget that he had to really, really condense this and like merge characters together and take yep. out the whole like. Like Continental vibe of it. So it all takes place at this in this kind of like condensed setting. So there's no like ship Yeah, they're not traveling to
1: London. They're all still in this semi like Swiss or German town
0: They're kind of staying in
1: one place. Yeah, I I I preferred that it kept it encapsulated You know, it
0: it makes it a little less epic, but I thought that This is one of the most like economical without feeling rushed scripts that I've ever seen Mm mm-hmm you know, like it tells the complete story. With it, you don't feel like things are missing. So I really thought that was amazing. So um, anyway, Kevin, Steve, <laughs> they've just
1: they've just muted their mics and are just taking risky shots. That's what's happened for the last five minutes. I'm yeah, they're just looking
0: <laughs> looking at each other in the bar and rolling their eyes. Like. Right.
3: Say <laughs> so you, you shouldn't have to. Uh, not I'm not saying that you guys are saying this, but you shouldn't have to know the history, all that, all the history of the movie uh to enjoy it so you should well, not know know think, go ahead i don't
1: i don't i don't, I don't, I don't think that's what we're you're saying.
3: saying yeah I, I know, i'm not saying that you are but like the if even if you don't like you enjoy it because or at least part of the enjoyment is seeing that history uh, of hammer film and how they got started and all that but i think you should be able to still enjoy it or still get something out of it without knowing any of that
0: i don't actually know much about hammer films i mean to be completely honest, this is the first classic Hammer film I've seen. So I only know about Hammer films like from. Um, you just
1: kind of he. I've I've heard about them because I remember they restarted. The Woman in Black was kind of a restart. They they hadn't been around for a while, and I remember he- reading articles about Hammer film kind of like starts back up and how they're this little British thing. And I was like, what's the big deal? Yeah, you know. Um. Then I I have started looking into it piece by piece, and I, I'm with Tom on this. This is this is the first time that I've really. Actually, kind of like poked around in their filmography um and it with the exception of I've realized I've seen a lot more because I have seen um clips and pieces of their um of a fair amount of some of Christopher Lee's other ones that I've just watched in passing,
0: yeah, I always thought of hammer films as kind of i mean they are low budget that that's how they started out, but yeah, uh, that's how I've thought about them, like, like low budget kind of cheesy, you know so and there uh,
1: that is there. We can go watch those
0: <laughs> right. and And I, I but I also knew a little bit about kind of the reputation of this film. I knew it was a re- well-regarded film. I didn't know it was a straight adaptation of the original story. So going into this, I was kind of blindsided by just the craft that was apparent. And I think if somebody, if this was the first adaptation of the story that you'd seen, which I think for a lot of people in 1958 or the 60s, it would have been. I think if you had seen this for the first time and then found out how much more to the actual original story there was, then you'd be impressed by how how well the story was told in, in such a condensed version. Bram Stoker's original Dracula is such a sprawling thing. Yeah, it's like, it's huge.
1: 600 800 pages it's it's massive it's this huge long massive storylines
0: weaving together so mm-hmm. con- so to condense this into an hour and a half movie and to tell such a complete story and to understand what dracula is and i, I like how they kind of paid homage to the fact that the the vampire mythology of turning into bats and wolves and all that um i just think it was really well done well i guess we can grade this uh <laughs> i'll start with kevin again i'll give it a c begrudgingly <laughs>
2: <laughs> well it's between a, a c and a d and then i'm like no it's not a d it's definitely not a b so i was like okay
0: <laughs> i think you guys were in the wrong mood watching this that so maybe, that makes maybe sense. you know nate
1: yeah i'm uh i'm giving this an a i think it's a deserving
0: classic i'm also giving this an a uh, so, two A's, two C's. What does that do?
1: Yeah, that's just a solid B. All right.
0: We are uh, going to take a short break, come back, and talk about Nate's hammer film pick, Scream of Fear from 1961.
1: Tom chose the theme of uh hammer films. And so I all I knew was kind of schlock hammer films, and I thought about picking one of those, but then I just did a quick little search for like hammer films. And uh Taste of Fear, which is also known as Scream of Fear in the States, came up as like a as like a good one. I was like, ah, sure, whatever. I, I figured I'd just pick it for the podcast and, and we'd see what happens. Um I just want to say this. We normally, we always warn people there are spoilers in our podcasts, and this one. As a hell of a spoiler, if you don't like movies being spoiled, you need to turn our podcast off now, which probably 50% of you've already done it, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> and 50% is pretty generous. <laughs> it really is. But, You're not and you straight. need, yeah, I am, you know, it's a podcast half listened to. <laughs> half they stopped off.
0: listening after half the podcast put down one of the best Dracula movies of all time. That's <laughs> a them down. Yeah.
1: Um, you need to if if you don't like spoilers, but you and you don't especially for this movie, you need to just go find this movie, go watch it. Don't read anything about it online. But it's it's such a fantastic uh, film. I I was really really impressed, and I'm I'm very glad that I chose it. I'm taking full credit (laughs) for choosing this. Um, I'm gonna turn to Steve. Uh,
3: So I. I didn't come into this movie expecting a whole lot. I was kind of just, you know, just based on reputation and the kind of movie it was, I, I figured it would be basically the 1950s version of pieces. That's kind of what I, I thought I was going to get. And
0: it, within, it's a schlocky type. Yeah. Cool. And yeah, uh,
3: I, I, within five minutes of watching this, I was just like completely stuck. I was in this, trying to figure out what was going on and who everybody really was and who was really in on this scheme. Cause you kind of get a sense of that early on. And yeah. I, I loved every minute of this movie. The acting is phenomenal. So I just, I loved every part of this. The characters were fantastic. I don't know. Christopher Lee, was... Christopher, Christopher
0: Lee again. Christopher Lee again.
3: Great.
1: Um, you, it's uh, so I, I have, I haven't really summarized this because I don't want to like give stuff away, but essentially the yeah, premise is I, there's, a, there's a, a young girl who returns home. Um, She is wheelchair bound. And then she's told when she arrives home that her father is off on a business trip. But then his dead body starts appearing in the house. And people start to think she's going crazy and what is happening to her. And they're trying to figure out this mystery. And as everything unravels, you go on this roller coaster ride of liking certain characters, being suspicious of others, hating some by the end and it it just it really does feel like it feels very Hitchcockian, um, mm-hmm. the best of sort of a a Hitchcock thing and it's um, like you said it's phenomenally acted.
3: How do you feel about cinematography? People? How do you feel about the characters drastically shifts back and forth? Right with the the stepmother, she seems like such a great person initially. Then you realize she's you know behind this scheme. But then you realize she's not really behind this scheme, and she actually feels bad about what's happening. And right, she's a I mean, victim and all this. Yeah, the, the Robert she has she jerked. has such an ending. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, God. and I I felt sympathy for her. I I mean, she did, I felt like she didn't deserve that. She didn't deserve to be kicked off the cliff because the it was the driver that was really the everything yeah. behind it and she says do we have to kill her do we you could tell there's regret oh see I so, missed that where she said that okay. yeah she did yeah. and she didn't want to do that she so uh
0: well it wasn't you know, just like a moment it was it was yeah from from the first reveal where it's uh revealed that she's behind it which it's kind of I don't want to say it's obvious but there's definitely a vibe from early on that the main character, the wheelchair-bound Penny, is being gaslighted yeah. into thinking that she's
1: yeah, yeah that she's crazy crazy yeah. yeah But then you're trying to figure out well how is she not you know where are they hiding the body right um and and it's it's nice that that yeah. initial reveal isn't the last one but that it's and that it's still a, a legitimate reveal she did yeah. you know and I think that's just brilliant screenwriting
3: and right up until that the very I mean basically it becomes. Especially once the the car goes off the cliff, um, it becomes just reveal after reveal, right? I mean, up until the, literally the very end, he accidentally kicks her off the cliff, and then you think, oh well, you know. Yeah, then, that last then twenty you minutes realize is such they a were all coaster. sitting there watching him yeah. kick her off the cliff, right?
1: So it becomes they, like, like even they more. They orchestrated that in a way.
3: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, I don't think they were expecting him to kick her off a yeah. cliff. I think that was a
2: happy but they didn't.
3: But, but nobody stopped, tried to stop him. They all just stood there and watched it happen.
1: Well, they know. let him go back in, essentially to entrap him. And so I, I agree with Tom. They they maybe weren't expecting him to kick her off the cliff, but they're expecting him to go in and, in a way, take some sort of action that proves his guilt. Right. Mm-hmm. Which which he
0: did. Yeah. <laughs> How was
1: he going to get out of that? That's just
3: some <laughs>
0: brilliant writing. And it's interesting because there's it's actually two – it's two schemes happening parallel to each other and in, in opposition to each other. Right. They're entrapping each other that yeah. by the end, what when, when the, when, when it, when it ended, finally, I was like, Oh my God, that was awesome. Did it make sense? I have to go <laughs> back and watch this. I, I was like, I want to go back and watch this right now, but I've got two more movies to get through. Cause I actually watched, um, I watched these all, all four of these movies that we've done this month. I've watched, um, in the last 24 hours. And, uh, I, I knew I was going to enjoy Slither pretty much, so I decided to save that for the end. And Horror of Dracula was like the one I was looking most forward to, so I kind of kicked off with that. So this was the second movie I watched, and um, I was just like, "Man, if I didn't have to watch Pieces and uh, <laughs> and Slither, I, I, I want and that happens rarely these days. I wanted to go back and watch this immediately again. Um, yeah, I want to see how because th- there are
1: hints that like she's not uh paraplegic the, the like the stepmom comes in right and is, there's that scene where she's like oh how'd you get from your bed to the chair and it you know it, it makes sense later but when i was watching it initially i was like she's like oh i crawled and it does seem just like a throw but i'm like oh my gosh they've been hinting at this yeah but the the level of manipulation because i did i thought like robert was like a good guy like i thought he was just trying to help right. her out
0: uh diving oh, down into I, the I was pool. so mad at him i was like viscerally angry at that guy
1: yeah how could you?
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and part of it is, and, and I'll just get this out there. Um, as soon I've never seen Susan Strasberg in a movie before, and it's it's actually she's the daughter of Lee Strasberg, the famous acting coach. But like, as soon as she was introduced, I, I, I uh, she's pretty. I, I'm in love with Susan Strasberg. <laughs> oh, I'll just say she I'm, was stunning. I'm in love with her, mm-hmm. and, and like just immediately new like classic film crush. And she hasn't done a whole lot. But the fact that she gives such a great performance on top of that is just like, man, I was just totally, totally involved with this story from the beginning.
3: I think that's part of my problem. I should have watched Dracula first, because after coming off of this and seeing something that was so well-written and so original and my expectations, and, and then I immediately watched Dracula. You know, I was still thinking about this movie.
0: Yeah. I mean, you could say the Hammer films kind of made their bones on Dracula. I mean... To that you know, you take a public domain property and do well with it. You know, success financially and critically helps you to build your studio a lot, and you can go ahead and take risks on a script like this, which apparently this kind of like set off a a spate of imitators. But to trace it back to this kind of like unknown film, because I know people since I watched this last night, I, I, I I've already heard from like people who are like classic film enthusiasts who have never heard of this movie and to me that's just like criminal because it's yeah
1: I'd I'd never heard of this I just randomly ran into it I thought like ah what the heck just to throw away like let's see what happens and I this is this is outstanding I I feel like this movie is the kind of thing that buried cinema is supposed to do we're supposed to go and find these films that nobody talks about and this should be on that list of movies you have to watch like it's just that that good
0: and to read that Christopher Lee called this the best script he've, he's ever been a part of is kind of oh wow
2: well, really okay why
0: isn't it why isn't it seen more?
2: It only took us about eight years to get to this point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Kevin, you, how did how, how did you feel about this? I really enjoyed it. Um, like you guys mentioned, the, the acting was more natural. The fact that it was black and white could care less about it at this point. Um, like <laughs> it, 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 only in the sense that it. It doesn't automatically take it down a peg for me like it used to. Um, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed Yay. this, and it's- <laughs> Tom, you have won the podcast.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, that scene where the car goes out of control and uh you think, oh, he accidentally just left the brake off, and
1: oh, and it's intentional. And then, yeah, yeah and and the and then they start and rolling,
3: it. and and then yeah, and then you see her father's body that scene yeah. that's that actually scared the crap that out of re- light bulb for me that's like, oh. yeah i actually rewound that and watched it like t- three or four times because you started to think like, like
1: am i crazy Did yeah, I see I that? Like, what Did I... I had, yeah what's
3: yeah what's going on there I, I couldn't make the connection it's like my brain couldn't put it together yeah.
0: it's rare for me that a movie can that first scene where she sees her father sitting in the chair like that was a really spine chilling scene And that's pretty rare for me, even for a modern film. It was just like so effectively done. Like, yeah, he's sitting there and you're just like staring at him like, what's going to happen now? And like, she just has that moment of realization and screams and it's like, oh, my God.
2: Yeah, I didn't know at first. I'm like, why did she scream? And then, you know, she realized he was dead. Yeah. yeah, dead. Yeah, I figured that out afterwards, too far afterwards. But I'm like, wait a minute. Why would she have just screamed after staring at her dad? But then also, I didn't... The very first opening scene when they're pulling the, the girl out the of the lake. The body out yeah. of the lake, yeah. So that's that's the real That, that was the real, yeah. Because... Every now and then as I'm watching this movie, I'm like, what does this have to do with the girl in the lake
3: in the beginning? And I'm like, maybe I missed something. Maybe it was cringe. Oh, I think you missed the part where she says my companion drowned. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. She was talking about her her best friend who was like her uh, sister who was was like a really skilled swimmer who just happened to die swimming. Right. It's like something's weird about that, right? Yeah. You don't mm-hmm. realize it till the end. Yeah. You don't start putting everything together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's let's grade this movie. Uh, Tom. Easy A. This is the best film we
3: watched this month. This is not Easy A. This is a better movie than Easy A.
2: <laughs> Steven. Easy A. <laughs> Kevin. Definitely D. <laughs> no, I'm just It's an A.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm giving this an A too. I don't have any, I'm not going to. You're just doing it for the gold star. I kinda am, but I think this is a legitimately buried masterpiece. I think this is a yeah,
0: good I, I thought I was gonna have to yeah. come on here and defend this movie.
3: Like I said, I yeah. I, I I definitely should have watched Dracula first. Because my this movie made my expectations way higher than they should have been.
1: All right, so that gives um Taste of Fear the coveted gold star. Yeah. Or uh, Scream of Fear. Brand Scream of Fear. Called, uh... of Fear. So if this thing is has I that should be my third gold star, tying me with you, Steve. Oh no! You're still not. None of us is close to Brian with his with his five gold stars and no no oh. fails, no full on solid ups.
2: How many do I have? One or
1: two? You you have one gold star.
0: One. What do I have? Three. You have four, Tom. You have four gold stars. I do. And I've and I've had two within the last couple of months too.
1: Yeah, you've been uh, you've been cruising. All right, so let's add a uh, scream of fear to your flick chart. Flipchart, for those of you who don't know, is this lovely website that you can go to. <laughs> and there are buttons on it that you can click, and it does stuff.
3: The voice you use is like you had a sash and you were like showing off a car or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's leather. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about manual windows, but it gives it a classic feel. Um, So we're going to uh, match up Scream of Fear with other movies and discuss this and see which ones we choose. And then Flickchart's going to compile a list of our favorite movies for us here. So Scream of Fear, the first movie it matches up against, is The Commitments.
3: Yeah, Scream of Fear. Yeah, yeah Scream of
1: Fear. Yeah,
3: I
2: can't vote.
1: Um, So the next matchup... Oh,
2: no, I did see that.
1: Scream of Fear beats The Commitments. That was Scott's uh, actual addition to the podcast, yeah. Which well, we that
0: vampire... About. He picked Vampire Hunter D, didn't he? Did he? I think I did. No, I think think. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry never about much. that.
1: Everything <laughs> else he picked was like 12 Angry Men. They, <laughs> <laughs> they were like they're like these classics of Deadpool cinema. Society. <laughs> yeah. yeah. little
3: known film.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't hey. know if
0: people are going to like it, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hey, you guys ever heard of Star Wars? Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, uh Scream of Fear or The Vavitch? Scream of fear. Yeah, I'm actually gonna give Scream of Fear the we've talked so much about Breath of the Witch in these uh few past months because it keeps coming up, but this is the one time when I'll go over it. I think these are both excellent examples of their craft. I think Scream of Fear because it is buried, I want it to be like known more. But it's also just more pleasing to watch. I think this is more accessible to everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any right. human being I could sit down and watch this Scream of Fear with. Anybody.
3: There's an oppressiveness yes, the to the witch that we're you just feel the the entire movie just feels like it's weighing you down which is the point right that, that mm-hmm. just the descent into madness kind of thing but it's still kind of finish the movie and you feel like you've gone to the gym you know you're just kind of tired uh, and nobody likes that <laughs> so whereas with scream of fear i just want to uh, go for a drive afterwards <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, i had similar not. reactions finishing both of these films because they they both kind of – The Witch didn't really come out of nowhere, but they both just surprised me with so much. Like, they both finished, and I'm like, I just watched one of the greatest movies I've ever watched in my life.
1: Yeah, you're um, reminded of why – sometimes we watch so many movies Yeah, that I get to this point where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I want to, like, love movies again instead of just, like, you know – I, I i hear like food critics talk about how they don't like food and I, I feel that way a little bit but then i watch a movie like scream of fear and the witch is the same way tom where you're like oh gosh this is why i watch them
0: yeah, yeah. like movies like this this one really did come out of nowhere i owe you something i don't know what <laughs> but <laughs> i, I don't understand,
3: understand why this is yeah this isn't more well known like why haven't i heard of this before
1: yeah, why isn't this referenced? Why don't yeah. people talk about this? Why is it the twist is so good? Why is it this reference with like on top it's, ten great and, movie twist and, things like why and doesn't it's this not show just up? a
0: twist It's not just like that last 20 minutes. You're constantly like what is going on? Yeah And just when he's walking up to her behind her on the wheelchair and you're just like, oh my god, what's he gonna do?
1: <laughs> hmm
0: He kicks her off the cliff Jeez. <laughs> and then turns around and the fact that uh, Scream of Fear does have Susan Strasberg, and which does not, kind of. You know, <laughs> I really, like. as soon as she should was on screen, I was like, oh tips my god. It
1: over the edge?
0: Yeah, I'll so go Scream of Fear. Yeah.
1: Scream of Fear beats the Vich. Ooh, here we go. I feel like we should make Tom choose, and no one else. Scream of Fear, or Citizen Kane. Oh. This is just going to be 20 minutes of silence, which is a... <laughs> A good description for Citizen Kane. <laughs>
2: Shut up. Mm-hmm.
1: Only oh, Citizen
0: Kane. Jerk.
1: <laughs> I'm
2: going scream of fear. Me too.
1: Yeah, same here. It's pretty quick,
2: pretty easy. <laughs> Mostly out of spite, but a little bit because I like the movie.
0: <laughs> Whatever. I don't care.
3: Sixty percent of my decisions are now motivated by spite. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we've we have we we've talked about Citizen Kane. It it changed. American history not just film history. It's incredibly important. Yeah, Uh, and it's boring.
0: (laughs) such small minds.
1: (laughs) I am never ever going to get a position as like a film professor or anything (laughs) like that. It would never happen. I couldn't be an 80-year-old man being like Citizen Kane you should all watch it because it's a part of me like you should but like it's okay if you don't guys. Nosferatu and Citizen Kane what have they even done? man? (laughs) um next up they
3: couldn't even it, spring yeah. for color film jeez <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that nosferatu one was all like you know hazy and stuff
3: Jeez. Yeah,
1: no sound either come on guys haven't you heard of a mic <laughs> <laughs> gotta put your dialogue in words if i wanted to read i would have gone to a library um scream of fear <laughs> or memories of murder
2: Those are the worst. Why am I on this podcast? Scream of
1: Fear. Scream of Fear. Yeah, see, now's your chance to hurt my heart.
0: This movie went into my top 250. Scream of Fear? Scream of Fear did, yeah. Yeah, it it went up
1: really high on mine, too.
0: And uh, Memories of Murder is just kind of on that. I think it just recently got edged out. But yeah, it's been in my top 250 for a while.
1: The only thing for me is Memories of Murder. Um, Scream of Fear does feel like a quick little Hitchcockian thriller. I think it's more impressive what Memories of Murder does over this long two and a half. All the pieces in Memories of Murder don't come together at the end. And yet, I don't know, there's this surreal satisfaction in them not solving the case. There's yeah. this, this haunting sense um, that I think that is just so unique. And every time I watch it, I still want them to solve it. I want them, but I know they're not going to. And it just, it has a personal place in my heart. So there's that too.
3: Yeah, Scream of Fear. Scream of Fear. Memories of Murder is great and it, yeah. it it's brilliantly done and it's it's a movie that's definitely stuck with me. But I it it didn't sort of keep me in awe like this movie did. Mm. This entire movie, I was just in awe of what was happening and or what I thought was happening.
1: All right, Scream of Fear or Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. The good one? The good one. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the bad one that... is the bad one is not that high up. I I, I was
3: hoping, but Yeah. Sometimes things happen in the season before autumn.
2: <laughs> this is a
0: tough one for me. This is hard. Scream of Fear. I've seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang like half a dozen times and it's...
1: And I like can't turn it off when it's on, but I, I'm feeling the same that you're saying, Tom. Something inside me said, go with Scream of Fear. It's a better movie.
3: Well, I disagree. I, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is just... Such a great movie, and every single time it feels fresh and it's immaculate.
2: I agree with going with Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, but in less of a <laughs> creepy way.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't think Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is immaculate. I think it's it's flawed, but it's just so audaciously good.
2: I mean, they're both yeah, they're both excellent films. Um, yeah, my appreciation of uh, Scream of Fear, I think, would grow immensely if I found out, you know, watching films where seeing how it had impact. And, and yeah, still kind of, like you guys said, surprised we haven't heard about it.
0: Well, I, I can't think of any specific examples, but I, I kind of have this, like, impression of other movies that have kind of ripped off this movie. I haven't really had time to research it too much, but I know that there were imitators really? throughout the 60s. Yeah.
3: Was this a, bit a hit?
0: It was uh, successful for Hammer, yeah. Okay. Um, Let's see if it appa- bombed or yeah, something. But a, no, but apparently it didn't. Yeah, it was successful enough that it spawned imitators, but apparently it's just been kind of like lost. I mean, 3,000 voters in IMDb, that's really not a lot. No,
1: it's not.
3: No. Pieces has Mm-mm. twice that many. <laughs> <laughs> that means it's twice as good. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Pieces Pieces also you know, came out in the age of, you know, VHS was just becoming a thing, right?
1: Yeah, pieces yeah. came out in in the age when video stores were becoming a thing, when we yeah, were having that's... access to movies, yeah. yeah. And when you were doing, which is exactly what Kevin described in the last podcast, you were getting groups of people together, and you just went down to the store and walked around and found some schlock.
3: I was trying yeah, to yeah. explain yeah. that some to sh- sh- Emma, just the, yeah. the social aspect of... Going to the the music store to find some, you know, and you're walking around looking through stuff and talk to people. Oh, you like this and find new music, things like that. And it and it, same thing it, it, the generated, it generated it yeah. generated
1: conversation. You miss which it, that
3: now. You don't well, really they get do that.
1: it in a different manner. We we don't see it, but that's a whole another discussion. Well, all... They still.
3: It's all electronic now. There's no sort of get together and uh, just kind of run into people that have similar interests, kind of
1: thing. They they can get together anywhere, and they organize their separate interests in communities. And they right they pop up a YouTube video yeah. of their favorite artist, and then they all discuss it and they comment on it, and they'll sit around. I see kids in my school; they will all crowd around that video and talk about it and show it to each other.
0: Yeah. But they're
1: not they're not going to places.
0: And that's great. Exclusively, do that. There's an accessibility that we never had growing up. Yeah, Yeah. which is great. But it also, yeah, there something's been lost in that kind of the 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 immediacy of being at a video store or or a a record shop
1: and a curated atmosphere of that place. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. They do lose that, but they're still having the socialization of building friendships and communities around.
3: Different way, but I'm. I'm. Yeah. More talking about the sort of accident, like going to the video store and looking at a movie, and someone else that, you, like, some strangers, also looking at a movie, and you say, "Hey, have you seen that?" And have that sort of quick interaction kind of thing. They that might not be there. Yeah. That that mm-hmm. kind of thing isn't there, where you kind of just talk to someone you don't know at all about this one common interest. Where would yeah, that like live, I've though? seen. What? <laughs> well, not just, no, I'm just
2: that, that years of <laughs> podcasting. <laughs>
3: yeah. oh that was good uh, yeah
0: <laughs> I, missed, I missed that oh
2: no steve was saying you know where you can just strike up a conversation on a you know a common thing and i so i said well what would that lead to eight years of podcasting
1: you watch a movie i watch movies you talk about movies you watch i do <laughs> um so where are we at with it anyway. so i think i think kevin the movies uh,
2: again I, yeah what are we ranking kiss against? kiss bang bang Oh, and Scream yeah, of Fear. Kiss, kiss Bang Bang. Okay. I think it was
3: split two kiss, to two. Kiss Bang Bang is a perfect movie. Shut up, Tom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm fine with where it sits. So that puts Scream okay. of Fear at 38 on our flick chart, 608
0: oh. movies. Was, so the top 50. damn good for a movie I've never heard of before. Yeah. yeah.
1: It is below um, Silver Linings Playbook. It is below Dead Poets Society.
2: <laughs> <laughs> did he really do that? Yeah, he, yeah, he did. Like... He did. Wait, <laughs> it's below what?
1: Dead Poets Society. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of it? <laughs> we're going to come back and uh, talk to you guys about our next set of podcasts, which is uh, Junk January.
3: And we're doing all four.
0: So Would you be willing to do five? You want to do a fifth one or is Dan texting you? He hasn't texted me. I asked him if he had any ideas about it, but all he said was, I'd be up for another Neil Green."
3: <laughs> yeah, if he's got but, uh, damn yeah. yeah, he can add one in. That's yeah. fine. I
0: got I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, let him know what the, the next six weeks theme off. is. I got to pick a movie.
2: Oh, you haven't picked one yet? No. <laughs> Anybody doing a Nazi movie? No. Okay. Yes. You are, Nate? Yes. Which? What, what are you doing? The Keep? Okay, never mind. Cool. I'm doing Nazis, the center of the earth. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, okay. I don't know. That homo tea looks so... Do it. How do you spell it? Homo-ti. Do-re-mi-fa-homo-ti. <laughs> I almost wish I hadn't found it. That's how bad it looks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but now that you've found it... How All right, long let's is go. it? How long is it? Uh... Five hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was, it's like, short. An hour. Yeah. It's
3: short, yeah. It's like some four-hour epic. I don't know. I can... yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Although from the first minute or so, it <laughs> it's looks gonna like it's be- gonna feel like four hours. <laughs>
0: it's a, you know, it's a it's a nuanced exploration of a a young alien exploring his feelings and Turkey. I,
3: if it turns into gay porn at any point, <laughs> I,
0: no. Yeah, I mean, I sc- I bailing. scroll through <laughs> so you know. Yeah, I. I scrolled through the screenshots, you know, because on YouTube, you can kind of see. Yeah, you can kind of see, like, what's going and, on. And it literally just looks like shots in somebody's living room for most of it. <laughs> yeah. Of That's just, what like, a lot
1: of Turkish films,
0: yeah. People just sitting there. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, like, there could be some, like, good moments in this, but I don't know if it's 100 and whatever, 80 minutes worth. I feel like the knowledge of its existence is going to be funnier than... <laughs>
1: yes. All right, so here we go. All for right, minutes. so... So we Sorry. have that's fine. I'll forgive you. <laughs> I've been drinking, whatever. Uh, so we have a uh, we have a tradition here in Buried Cinema where every January we we watch terrible films and we call it Junk January. Makes sense, right? It's alliteration. Makes everything better. Um, we've been doing this for several years and our Spouses, friends, and family all shake their heads and dread January because we drag them into these horrifying, awful movies. And so I met
0: Patrick during one of these. So friends,
1: friends are made, Um, possibly. So we're 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 gonna do it again. Survivors, trauma survivors. survivors. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure we've lost friends. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna do it again, and uh, so I I've got the first pick here, and then we're gonna hand it off to uh, Kevin. I'm choosing the Keep, which is a uh, a Michael Mann film. Oh, I know what this is. We've decided to do ripoffs, yeah. and uh, this is kind of a ripoff of um, I don't know exactly what movie, but it's a kind of both like '80s like sci-fi horror. It's it's such a weird. Thing I've I've heard a lot about it, and what I've heard is mostly Michael Mann doesn't want you to watch it. Is he? Really? He is, and it, it stars Scott Glenn and Ian McKellen. Um, and here here's the plot of it: Nazis are forced to turn to a Jewish historian for help in battling the ancient demon they have inadvertently freed from its prison, oh starring Ian McKellen.
0: Oh my God! I'm this just could gonna be a re- legitimately good movie.
1: That and that—that's the thing. It could be. But so I'm taking a risk, it could be legitimately good, but I have heard that Michael Mann, everybody involved in this is immensely embarrassed that this exists. And so, and, and that's what I heard, I, I think I read about it on some list of movies, like actors and directors wished had never happened. And this is one that they continually try to like, like actively and perpetually bury, Um, and especially Michael Mann, because he also wrote it. I think this
0: was the first film he wrote. Yeah, screenplay from the novel.
1: Yeah. yeah. And so, and it just apparently, I've, I've heard it's just hokey as hell. So I'm really, really curious. Um, and, you know, it's an 80s movie, so I don't know. Maybe Kevin will love it. Maybe.
2: <laughs> I've probably seen it already. <laughs> if it's in the 80s, I've seen everything in the 80s. Yeah. Everything.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so just uh, out of pure coincidence, I'm choosing a movie that is a, a ripoff of Iron Sky. Um, wait, wait, What? Uh, yes, that—that's what it's touted as a ripoff <laughs> of Iron Sky, Nazis. Which we did s- during Junk January. Yeah, Nazis at the no, center we of the earth. No, we did No, the other was—that was like in July or something. It was the summer was time. It?
1: Oh, curse you, Brian!
2: Yeah, because <laughs> I, I remember John when January, he maybe. when he made me watch it, I was like, "What the hell is he doing?" But anyway, so Nazis at the center of the earth uh, is <laughs> made 2012. No stars we would know. Joseph Lawson, director. What um, is the title of
0: it? Nazis in the center, center of the, of the earth. earth. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> I said it like three times.
0: I thought uh, you were just didn't, describing the plot. He didn't believe you. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: well, that too. Uh, so according to the IMDb description, researchers in Antarctica are abducted by a team of masked stormtroopers. They are dragged deep underground to a hidden continent in the center of the earth. Here, Nazi survivors, their bodies of horrifying patchwork of decaying and regenerated flesh, are planning for the uh, revival of the Third Reich. So instead of outer space Nazis, we have the center of the Earth Nazis.
0: I have heard of this movie.
3: Well, I don't have Nazis in my movie. uh, Why are we watching it? I do have communists. Okay. Uh, So... (laughs) Um, and it swings to the other
0: end of the spectrum.
3: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> figuring, uh, you know, we've had a lot of great superhero movies this this year. Um oh, so you son I, of a bitch. <laughs> so I, I figured why not uh, keep the trend going and I'm picking Guardians.
1: I was uh, thinking about picking that. It was,
3: it was uh, uh, it's a ripoff of the Avengers, basically. But the caveat is you have to watch it with the original subtitles. Yes, because yes, Because the original do. subtitles are, oh, they are work the most, hard. some of the most hilarious things I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, and I, I just, I can't wait to talk about this. <laughs>
1: oh, this is one of the few times we can laugh about sexism.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I really wanted to do an E.T. ripoff. 'Cause there's a whole like industry throughout the eighties into the nineties of E. T. ripoffs. Um I'm not gonna pick Homo oh, tea. Damn so it. Okay. Do you guys really you really want another Santa in the ice cream bunny? Do no, you? but we want you to pick it. <laughs> so no. That way right. we
1: can
3: complain. <laughs>
1: no, I don't no, want I mean never Santa forgive you, you for I do not. You're right, you're so... right. I don't. <laughs> Yeah,
0: so I'm aware of a lot of like E.T. and Gremlins. I was thinking about Gremlins ripoffs um, that I've never sat down to watch because, you know, why would you just choose to do that? Right. Mm-hmm. But in looking for those movies, I found Homo T and I was like, this looks like the worst thing. I mean, it's just filled in some Turkish guy's living room, basically. Right.
1: Yeah. But it's not going to be like Little Red Riding Hood and the Monsters like fun.
0: Yeah. i I kind of want... I'm hoping it, for it to be a little more fun because the, the reason I have this yeah. like on, on my mind is that Mystery Science Theater recently watched Mac and Me, which I grew up on. It's a terrible E.T. ripoff. It's basically just there to sell Coke and McDonald's to kids, which is terrible. Yeah. Um, but it's at least fun to watch. Uh, so I'm actually going to pick, and I've known about this since the 90s at least, it's called Nuki. Oh, God. <laughs> Again, an 80s movie, right? 87. Um, I remember Oh, this. my God. And oh, my God. It's another Steve Railsback movie. Ah, <laughs> uh, I just realized it's like three. Okay. An alien called Nuki searches for his brother, Miko, who has been captured by the U.S. government. Uh, what this IMDb summation doesn't tell you is that Nuki, like, crash lands in Africa. So I'm sure there will be plenty oh, of God. nuanced racial exploration. This came out in 87? 87.
3: 87, yeah. So I was nine when I saw this, and I was like, that's a bad
0: movie. You
1: saw this? <laughs> yeah, in the theater. In the oh, theater. my God. Yeah, and I was like, that's
0: a bad movie. I was nine. Yeah, when you're nine and you see a movie and you're like, that's bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, there were movies like that for me. I I never saw this. I remember like going to the video store in the mid-'90s, You know, like we were just talking about, mm-hmm. um, and just looking at – you know, VHS covers and all that. I remember seeing Nuki over and over and over again, never deciding to actually get it. Uh, I, I read it in some bad movies, but I never pulled the trigger on Nuki. And uh, I don't know. I just feel like it's time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> to push it's it out of its
3: misery, time. Not resurrect yeah. it. Uh, who knows? Maybe my, my sense of what was a good movie and a bad movie was terrible when I was nine. So maybe it's brilliant. <laughs>
2: In general, yes, but even a blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while.
0: So uh, yeah, Glennis Johns is also in this. She was uh, the mom in Mary Poppins, and uh, huh. I don't really know what else to say about it. I watched the trailer today. It's the first time I've ever seen any footage from this movie, and it looks um, looks like I'd agree with nine year old Steve, <laughs> um, but it looks at least more entertaining than Homo tea yeah. would have been. So
1: next podcast,
0: Junk Junk January. January. Oh uh-huh.
2: 2018 and a 2012 dog man. 2018? That means that they re- they remade Marcello, dog Man. Marcello, a small and gentle dog groomer, finds himself involved in a dangerous relationship.
1: No, you uh, want the 2012. Yeah. Okay. I, you're going to remember this IMDb um, yeah, summary. Read. You need to read the IMDb summary. It's oh, the, no, I
2: haven't seen this because I know you guys, you, you mentioned this last time I started to look it up. You're like, no, oh, you got to read the summary. Yeah.
1: Read um, the summary. Read it, Kevin. <laughs>
3: We haven't haven't read it in a
2: while. You should read it out loud.
1: Read it out loud.
2: Please, Kevin. Hanklin Purvis enjoys the outdoors, and he loves to hunt. He and his wife, Dorothy, live on a farm in the rural Midwest. For some reason, during the season before autumn... (laughs) Keep going. For some reason. (laughs) For some reason, during the season before autumn, things start happening. (laughs) the the first victims are family pets and wild animals but it's not until people are injured that the police get involved the attacker attacker is not human that's for sure and it needs to be stopped that's for sure then they discover that the wounds have a deadly bacteria and the clock is ticking for those infected enter Hanklin's neighbor Frances Wellman, a Native American who believes she has discovered an ancient antidote and will they ever find the Perpetrator Hechoic. of these horrifying attacks. They do. <laughs> I, Dylan just had to write a book summary. This yeah. sounds like something she would write. It's like an eighth grader wrote this. What oh, the hell? God.
3: Well, The thing is, the guy who wrote the script for the oh, movie I'm wait Rich Brown. Who's it, who's it written by? Rich Brown. No, find yeah. who wrote and directed this movie. And the oh. movie is written like that summary. Oh, that's so bad. <laughs>
1: It seriously is, I I don't know how this has, like, not... This is the next, the one that people need to uh,
3: experience. Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) They do. They do. Don't need to watch the movie. Two, four, six. There's only ten people in the cast. Yeah, it's not a big cast. Wow. And was this a... Dog Man. Was this a WTF? We had a,
1: we had a Dog Man moment.
0: I think again. so.
2: I had to look it up and... and yeah. It's a junk January. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right.
0: You're there. welcome.
1: Might be my proudest moment on the podcast. Okay? <laughs> that was the
0: year there were four of us Jeez. and we each picked two movies. Yes. Oh, yeah. we had... Yeah, we had eight. We'll dog Sliver. Man and Star Crash, okay. right? Those are dates okay. too. Dog Man yeah. and Star, yeah. Crash. Yeah. Two Star Crash. very fine choices.
3: I've I, watched Star I... Crash five or six times. <laughs> I love that movie.
0: How many with... Out mystery science theater
3: i think i've watched it twice it's
1: wonderful without even without mystery, mystery science yeah theater. it is that it's just a gorgeously horrifying film <laughs> i love it
3: it's fantastic